0: This is Mahmoud Asrar and you're listening to 11 o'clock comics.
1: That was so strong.
2: That sounds like an award show, woohoo.
1: That was an award winning.
2: Award
3: winning award opening.
1: Woo-hoo. All
2: his woohoo. Of course, we're the only ones giving out the awards, so it's kind of like that. As
3: long as it's the Martian for best comedy. Wow! Are you gonna start off hate? I'm, 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 starting off dumb comedy. I don't hell is because I guess there's no sci-fi or drama for the Golden Globe, so they're going to get the Martian best comedy because there were some humorous mm-hmm. moments in it. But not, I, that was my biggest moment, moment of the night.
2: Wait, wait, wait i I have no concern with the Oscars. They actually nominated. No, no, the not,
3: not the, this. Was the Golden Globe? Just Golden Globe. Yeah, I wasn't listening. But um, I believe I, I believe the Martian is nominated for, for best picture for, for for the Oscars. I'm not certain. But when uh, on Monday morning, when I heard who won what, I heard The Revenant for best picture. I'm like, oh, okay, but then they said the Martian, I'm like, what the hell would the Martian win for if, if the best picture was already taken? And they said best comedy. And I was just absolutely, I was gobsmacked.
1: Well, the Golden Globes are, are, are crazy. Yes. They, they, yeah, it's the foreign press and, uh, and they go a little nutty with it. And, uh, having just watched the, uh, the Martian this weekend, I can definitively say it is not a comedy, but, oh. uh, but yeah, you know, it is what it is.
2: It's like Jethro Tull wanted for heavy metal. Heavy milk. metal, there we go, see? The flute is a heavy metal oh, instrument. that's awesome. Oh, please you tell me that? they're opening us up tonight. That's the joke. No, oh, no oh, Tull. See, that been perfect. I do love Tull, but I didn't pick him for this week, unfortunately. Hm. Yeah, whatever. And you don't have to sit on a park bench to get cheating. Nah. Dude, are you no, rusty? I know, nobody will be hearing that. No. Ah. Well, I, want, I didn't want to lose the Aqualong reference. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play it, put my hand down, even though it wasn't time. I'm not a good poker player.
3: Good to know. Big
2: surprise, right? Good to know. Yeah. I'm the guy sitting there naked all the time. What's that about? (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 404, the mighty, mighty 11 O'Clockers for the year 2015. And I'm Vince B.
3: You are Vince B. You're the award-winning and award-giving, Vince B. I am David A. Price. <laughs> I, never, I
2: never won no damn award. That's not true.
1: And I'm everyone's favorite God-hating host, Ricky Gervais. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love his uh, Facebook posts. Oh, yes. He's the best. But you're not Ricky Gervais, and I'm not even going to try and do a British accent. But I'm just suffice to say, you are not he. You are Jason Wu. Yes, I am. Better looking, too.
1: Well, Ricky's pretty yeah, thin. No,
2: these days. You are. So, yeah, no, Whatever. you are. Whatever. He's got more hair, hair than I do too. I don't know. About Probably that. makes more than I do too. I still don't know about that. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Here we are. 11 o'clock. Oh boy. Once, once a year we do it. <sighs> uh, in case, in case you're unfamiliar with, uh, the whole process here, what, um, well, primarily Jason, what Jason, that we solicit votes from our listenership based on a precise number of categories and we tally the votes we add our own and once a year we like to give out these make-believe awards we call them the 11 o'clock and you are sitting right there listening to it so sit back because it's going to be a long one rest assured and we're going to get into it and you're going to love it
3: you are going to love it you better love it damn it
2: yeah
1: are we a uh sponsorless show this weekend this week
2: no, we're not. You, we're not a sponsor of the show. All you have to do is shimmy on over to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get the absolute lowest prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as from Dynamite, Lords of the Jungle, number one. Alex Ross did the cover. The uh, beautiful and talented Karina Becco wrote it. Robert Roberto Castro drew it, and you can get it. For $1.99, that's half off the cover price. Ooh, Rafer Roberts wrote. David Lafuente drew. Valiant published in its Archer and Armstrong number one. Another go around for the dynamic duo of the Valiant universe. $3.99 cover price. Your price, $1.59. Do the math. That's 60% off. And the ground is shaken because the Lizard King, the Big G is coming. Once again, Godzilla Oblivion mini-series, five issues. You can score issue number one for half off the usual IDW price. Uh you can get it for a dollar ninety-nine. That's the cheapness. DCBservice.com do not mind late orders or order editions, and you get your books just delivered right to your door. If there's a blizzard outside, you don't have to worry about it, because you're getting a shipment. Ooh. What could be easier? Nothing. Not even breathing. DCBService.com. Nice. Go there.
3: Good that job. is fire.
2: You want to know what I'm drinking?
3: If you feel like sharing it. Right. Is-
2: I am still in the midst of the, uh, perpetual IPA from the, the Trogues independent brewing company. The label is hand drawn and hand lettered and I love it so much that uh i drink many of them <laughs> in one in one sitting and i get really silly huh cannot so, wait it's happening i need it
1: maybe it'll like, loosen you up to actually finish answering all the uh nominations
2: oh snap i have one <laughs> blank and i can't decide what you drinking jason <laughs> i am drinking uh santa
1: julia reserve to an argentinian uh red blend uh, it's a, it's, it's one of our go-to wines in the house.
3: Nice.
2: Goatsy. Goatsy. <laughs> the walnut logo. It's, it's our goatsy wine. Damn cool.
3: <laughs> Uh, I am having, um, she my second time having it because the first and last time was, uh, when Mario was on the show during, uh, one of Vince's many sabbaticals of last year. It was, uh, it, it, it it's, it's red elephant the cabernet pulling on oh. from uh, the central valley and it is still pretty damn tasty.
0: Wow. Yes it is.
3: I love I, I love the bottle, I love the label and since I enjoyed it so much last time, uh I figured tonight was a special occasion enough to to order it again.
2: It certainly is a special It, it is. is. You have canned applause for no, I don't do oh, that. Come I on, tried son. to do that. No, do m- m- you oh, remember God. when I tried to do that? I wanted to do a laugh track. I wanted to do canned applause, and I got shot the hell down. By who? Oh yeah, you. You no, nobody wanted about to... it. Oh no, you weren't. It was dabbing no. that other guy that used to be on the show. Yeah, yeah,
3: he was dabbing. Yeah.
2: I wanted to do my Blame the, me. The, the, pr- the main thing. I wanted to do was laugh track.
1: Oh, I would love it.
2: That guy, the old guy, yell, Oh, I would love to do that. Let's do it. No, they don't it's the there's nobody wants it. All
1: right. Well we have twenty-nine categories celebrating the best of all things comics and comic related media. So let's get to it.
2: Twenty-nine categories, of which I am commanding the first. You are. For the category of biggest news of the year, Jason treats me very well. Uh the listeners have voted. They did. They did. Uh three tiers. In third place, among the listeners now, the winner is Bill Finger for receiving credit for that. Finally. That, what was that?
1: Finally. Sorry, you said the winner. It wasn't third place. Third,
2: third. The winner for third yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, third God, sorry. Right. The winner for third place Fine. is Bill Finger, smell him, um, for receiving credit for co-creating um, The Batman. In second place... The listeners deem spidey joining the marvel comics universe what is that cinematic
3: about? universe
2: oh the cinematic universe marvel cinematic universe <laughs>
3: we'll get him on don't worry folks see this, this is what i'm this, this is what i this is what, I have no, this is what i'm don't saying don't that jason early.
2: loves me so much <laughs> uh he's i'll throw the crap well, you love everywhere.
1: spreadsheets <laughs> so much i mean
2: oh d- dude it's a prison this is the, the one, one time a year i get spreadsheet. <laughs> Well, they make me use it at work, and I just spit <laughs> at the a screen protest. every time I open friggin' things. All right. The listeners huddled, and they came up with a winner. And in first place among our vast listenership, the Dark Knight 3 Master Race was the biggest news of the year. And you know what? I just happened to agree with that. Oh, what do you know? That's what I went with. Dark Knight Three, the Master Race suckas. How could Frank Miller returning to his masterpiece not be the biggest news new of the year? I knew it. I said. I said this morning
3: when I'm looking over the spreadsheet, and right. I'm like, Vince hasn't finished. I'm like, I'm surprised there's no DK Three on his list yet. Hey, but we haven't even done the plan, episode Vince. yet.
1: There's a reason That's why right. I started you first.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, you, so see, we I'm can predict-
3: finally get you to finish the damn thing. That's good. Huh.
1: Well, my biggest news of the year was not any of those things, so you all were wrong. that's fine um my biggest news was the what I'm calling the rebirth of vertigo uh you know when we were coming up in comics uh even frankly when we started the show way back when vertigo was you know a preeminent place it it held a higher place among uh you know creative non superhero comics than anything, even even image right and then uh, and then things sort of changed and image became the place for that and it still is largely, but, uh, but Shelley Bond, um, you know, took over as, as editor in chief of Vertigo a, a year or two back and then hired Jamie Rich as senior editor and Jamie put together uh, a relaunch of 12 titles, um, this past year. And we've talked about almost all of them on the show and to a book, they were terrific and diverse. And have gotten a lot of critical acclaim and I just think it's, uh, it's just awesome, uh, as a, as a comics fan of the late eighties and nineties to see Vertigo getting back to a place where you're getting excellently crafted creator owned books. And, uh, so that was my big snooze.
3: Nice. Nice. Uh, mine was a little bit more closer to home and, uh, actually it happened later in the year, but it was finding out that, uh, Vince, gave the flash a shot yes and likes it and, yeah. and continues to like it and it just, i gotta be getting soft in my old age i think i think i think you know you're just finally aware of shit that's good and and <laughs> it's it's great to see and i mean i you know and it's one that of those sounded like a it, like a put it's one of those things where you don't could have been you can't you can't push you can't you can't force something on anybody because there's that there's there's the fence kicks in and they just don't want you know they're 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 apprehensive can't live up to the hype so i'm just like fuck it i'll just when 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 it happens it happens and and all will be right with the world but yes i mean the fact that um Vince, cause you, you were kind of heavy on, on the poo-pooing it when it was, when it was announced. And then when you started to see some of the trailers or the previews for it, you weren't feeling it. You gave, I guess the first episode, like five minutes weren't feeling any of the characters, but
2: seven minutes.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. All right. So you waited past the first commercial. So it was, yes. it, I, you know, but no, that was for me as far, I mean, and there were some pretty decent, like the listeners pointed out, there were some pretty cool news in the fact that really, early on like i think before the end of the 13th hour of the daredevil season they had announced that season two was coming out yeah, there were some there were some pretty big news this year happening and and uh and no so if i if i can if i can give Vince some love for for giving something that i love some love then then i'm all about it oh uh, sweet look at you
1: look at me so moving on yeah. to uh speaking of the flash our second category of the night is favorite comic-related non-comic item. So that can be anything that in some way ties to comics and comic characters, but is not a comic book itself. And going to our listeners' ballots, uh, in third place, they voted for the Flash television show. <laughs> in second place, uh, they chose the Marvel Netflix collabo, Jessica Jones. And in first place they chose the other Netflix Marvel collaboration of the year, the daredevil television show. All very, very, uh, excellent choices. If I do say so myself, um, for me, uh, I actually went with the flash. Um, you know, as you guys know, I'm, I'm, I'm much more of a Marvel zombie, uh, when it comes to, uh, my history. And I have probably read no more than mm, a dozen flash comics in my life. (laughs) but i love that show um i think it's a special show it's it's upbeat it's action packed it's got great actors um i just i'm just tickled pink every time i watch that show uh, my kids love it so we watch it together and uh yeah i just i i can't wait for for episodes to return so for me it uh the flash just because of its whimsy and its true superhero nature it slightly ever so slightly edges out those two netflix shows for me
2: hmm that's really interesting is it yes why
3: well for me i went with um i thought about it and 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 i originally i I was leaning towards jessica jones because it's it's fresh it's newer it's it's something that um renee and i watched together i could not move forward with it without her because of what ended up being my pick and that was daredevil i watched daredevil pretty much that first weekend and it um once i told her to try it she sat down she watched it so i sat through it again watching it with her and and at that point she pretty much was kind of feeling that 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 whole uh Netflix marvel cinematic universe vibe and uh and and she was really impressed with the Jessica Jones show and, and, and the supporting cast where were, we're my Coulter fans in this house. So she was really pleased to see Luke Cage and look good. Uh, but I thought that daredevil, as far as the whole setup and, uh, bringing to light the, the darker, grittier side of the MCU, uh, and not, and, and not being corny or cheesy about it. You know, I mean, it took a while. As the man in black, he was absolutely phenomenal. It was a great look. I, i love that man without fear look. Uh, and the suit didn't look too corny in that last episode. I know that they've, they've they tweaked it for the second season, but I, I really thought that, uh, that, that Donafrio really good job as Wilson Fisk. I thought the fight scenes were amazing. I, I loved seeing Ben Yurick as, as, much as we did, uh, I, I really, really was impressed with the Daredevil TV show.
2: I flipped a coin. <laughs> did you really? Yes, I did. Because I was torn between Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Um, Purple Man or <sighs> Wilson Fisk No. Oh, uh, yeah. l- you know, Luke Cage or Foggy, Foggy. Nelson. Foggy no-, no, seriously. I know. He I mean, was great. And, and Karen. Karen was great too. Yes. Uh, and the winner was Jessica Jones. Alright. I'm not saying it was, uh, superior to Daredevil. I'm just saying that's the one that came up. Nice. They're both fantastic shows. Yeah, they are.
3: They are. And, and I'm looking forward to season two of Daredevil. Uh, next year we'll hopefully see some Luke Cage. Uh, favorite new to me. So this is the, uh, the, these, these are the things that, uh, if it came out before, in this case, 2015, no matter how old it is, it does not matter. It's, uh, you read it for the first time in 2015 and, uh, and hence it stuck with you. It was your favorite thing that you read this year that did not come out this year. And our listeners picked, uh, for our second runner up is Alias. The, uh, okay. Listeners second pick was Preacher and first, which i'm i'm i i I like this is uh in first place is scalped the listeners uh the majority of them read that for the first time this year and that was their favorite thing Uh, right uh i actually i was more in line with 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 our third place people i uh i i finally read alias uh and thanks to uh Mr. Pat Lojka for sending me the, the collection, the trades, um after they came out, he, uh, sent me that in the pulse, so I still have to read the pulse, but I finally said, fuck it, the show's coming out, let me at least get an idea who this character is for as all I know about her is from, uh, Bendis' new Avengers when he, uh, when he had Luke in the group and, and, uh, and brought Jessica along for the ride. So, uh, I read it, I, I did enjoy it. I, I I remember saying, you know, it, it, I didn't love it. I wasn't floored by it, but I, I really did uh, enjoy it overall. And, and, uh, I like seeing what they decided to, to keep for Alias, for the Jessica Jones show. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they, what else they pick from it in, uh, in upcoming seasons. So I, uh, I was quite happy with, uh, with being shown uh alias
2: nice yeah mine's a bit strange no yeah uh because i was lucky enough to secure a marvel masterwork uh on the cheap and um i snapped it up because the the bulk of the work in the in the book was produced by a man whose output is a gaping void in, in my, my comic book knowledge, uh, I don't have many books by this man. I've never, uh, had the pleasure of experiencing this man's work in depth. So I jumped at the chance to get it. And it is the Atlas era jungle adventure mm. book, w- which collects, um, I believe nine issues of Lorna, Queen of the Jungle, which was later retitled Lorna, the Jungle Girl yeah, that's fire because. Right there oh my goodness and the, the man in question is Werner roth and i'll tell you his cartooning is astounding it's um obviously it's golden age and um the the good girl art is on full uh view here lorna you can actually see her breasts increase from issue to issue and then they they tone it down but Basically, it's kind of, uh, well, it's not kind of, it is in the Tarzan vein, uh, except Lorna is in her late teens when she finds herself without family in the jungle. Her father's mauled by a tiger, and um, that's the only family she had. So she decides to put on some leopard print and a striped top and peruse the jungle, saving animals and people. And she becomes queen of the jungle, hooks up with the very first man she sees, um, a Caucasian named Greg Knight, who is a disgusting, misogynistic, sexist pig. And he believes that women do not belong in the jungle. They belong in the kitchen in a dress. But she loves them anyway. And the series is ridiculous. And the, the encounters get progressively more strange and more outré. And just you have to see this. But at the the core of it is Werner Roth's cartooning, and he can draw one drop-dead gorgeous mm. woman. Well said. Yep. So that's mine. Nice. Lorna the Jungle Girl, Werner Roth.
1: As you guys know, behind the scenes, I was struggling with, with who to uh, choose in this, and it seemed like this was just a year where I didn't read a lot of older stuff. Um, and then it dawned on me that that's not true at all. Um, in fact, I read a drove of one particular creator stuff, uh, and that was Milo Minara. Uh, has, has been putting out the, uh, Minara archives, library volumes, uh, since 2011. And I got a bunch of them on a big sale, uh, from Tifa this year. So I read, I had read, uh, a few Minara stories over the years, like Click and a few others. Um, but I really read the vast majority of his work this year. Um, including things like El Gaucho, uh, Trial by Jury, uh, some of the, uh, like, Butterscotch. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's legit. Uh, Adventures of Giuseppe Bergman, uh, Piranesi, The Borgias. So, uh, he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest living uh, illustrators of the female form. I mean, he draws women that are just drop-dead breathtaking. Um, and he does do some erotica, but he also does some, some non-erotica. I mean, uh, half of the volumes, uh, Dark Horse put out, uh, six volumes of, of library editions that are just his, his regular comics work and then three erotica ver- uh, books. So, there's something for everybody. But in, in any event, um he, he just draws the female form in a way that, uh, puts almost everybody else to shame. And it, uh, was a great pleasure to finally get caught up with the, with the majority of his catalog that's here, so. That is my uh, my pick, the the Milo Minara uh, catalog.
2: Well, let's be honest, Minara's non erotic works are still pretty damn oh, For sure, yeah. it's
1: really it's X rated versus R rated, right? I mean, it's, right, it's right. it's nudity without penetration versus absolute penetration, yeah, yeah,
2: tongues and buttholes and everything. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go, family shows. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, it's not. It's... I'm yeah. up, and this is the breakout performers of 2015. Three tiers again, the listeners have voted for third place, Headlapa, Mr. Andrew McLean. Ooh. Yes. Uh, in second place, wow, um, a man who can uh, pretty much put most illustrators to, to shame, um, Mr. Jason Latour was voted number two by our listeners and in the top slot. This is amazing. Uh, and I think very much deserved. Mm. Uh The Omega Men, the Sheriff of Babylon, Grayson, that Robin War thing. Vision. They're talking about, what was vision. it? Vision, yes. I forgot about the other company. We are talking Tom King in the first Woo! slot. The winner among our listeners, Tom King. That's uh, good for him. Yes. That is just fantastic. Uh yeah. And who did I vote for? Two,
1: By the way, two uh, of the three of those winners were uh, guests on the show this year. That's Which true. Which goes to
3: show you, if you want to win. <laughs>
2: yes. You McClain, have to be on Andrew, here. I'm
1: just saying, if, if you, you maybe wouldn't have finished third if you oh, came on the show.
2: I'm just saying. How good would that be, to get Andrew McLean on here? Oh,
1: we could do it in any time.
2: Sure. Um, I split mine for this year well, because this year. I couldn't. I'm not cheating. Uh, I have both sides of the sequential coin, uh, art and story. For art, I believe that Mike Del Mundo was by far the breakout performer of 2015. I'm with it. He, yes, he uh, totally smacked me on the back of the head with his artwork this year. You could not help but notice the man's greatness. Uh, he really excelled, in other words. And uh, the same can be said uh, in terms of story by, see, the listeners were listening to me. I voted Tom King. The, uh, breakout performance of 2015. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was only giving you crap because, um, this is the one category where we do allow us to, you know, sort of have to non, you know, have multiple people. Sure. Cause it's really just a shout out of people. And, um, it's funny. I will say one thing just quickly. I, Jason Latour, um, I got, I, I love that our, our readership shouted him out, but I, I guess I would view him as not necessarily breaking out this year. I think he already broke out.
3: Like, oh yeah. I agree.
1: I mean, to, for, for what it's worth, he was my, pick last year for favorite art writer artist of, of so but whatever um my picks this year uh annie Wu, who's just killing it on black canary just phenomenal phenomenal work uh tom king of course our boy our personal friend is blowing up i mean i i have to say getting ready for the show i read as many of the best of lists as i could come across to see what everybody else was vibing on and i can't think of a single list from any site that didn't have either Tom specifically or one of his books.
3: I so, saw Omega Man out the ass everywhere. Oh, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I know. Grayson too is like so many people's picks for best superhero book. Um, Jason Fabak, uh, nice. of Justice League fame. Greg Hinkle of Airboy fame. Uh, Andrew McClain, uh, Barnaby Begenda, uh, Tom's partner on Omega Man. Uh, and, yeah. uh, last but certainly not least, Russell Dalderman, who, Um, I had been familiar with for the last few years, um, for some indie stuff he was doing, but then he, you know, jumped ahead into the Marvel fray and just crushed it with all of the Thor stuff this year. So those are my choices. And I'm guessing Dap and I probably have some agreement. We had
3: some overlap. Yeah. Uh, was definitely on my list because he was on Cyclops before Thor, but I mean between Thor and Mighty Thor. Um, it's, I, I am enjoying the Mighty Thor. For many reasons, and and one of them is most definitely Doughterman's pencils. Um, I also had Tom King. I had Hankel. I had Fabak. I had Mike Del Mundo. I also added Cullen Bunn. Because and again, like mm-hmm. like you, with Jason Latour, he he's not new, but I mean, you know, Deadpool's not so secret Secret Wars and and um, and Harrow County, and he, he he's writing Sinestro when I was taking it there to there. He's he's been. Pretty much writing a lot of things that, that, that I've been aware of. Um, uh, Bill Koseveli, who she did a fantastic job on the Shaft miniseries. Uh, she's doing some work on the DC Comics bombshells. Uh, I follow her on Facebook and, and when her warm up sketches or just some of the, the, the work she, she does and just decides to post for whatever reason, it's just, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, Mikhail, uh, Janine, who, is the artist on Grayson, uh, that, that Tom King and, and SimCity do. It's, uh, that's just some fantastic work. And I'm, I, uh, I do believe, I don't know, I, 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 I didn't check out the full solicit, but I do know that, uh, Mikale is drawing Superman number 51. I, so I don't know if he's going to be the new ongoing artist, but I mean, you know, that's, that's big doings when you're going from, from Grayson, which is on my list. But you know then going to DC's, what should be the, the flagship character cool. uh that's 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 pretty heavy um so I'm happy for him uh that's uh that's pretty much it yeah so we we've kind of all we're we're all in agreement in in some way shape or form as far as our uh breakouts this year so I was no doubt happy to see that
1: so up next is our uh votes for the favorite digital first or web comic. Uh, and look, I mean, a, a good chunk of, of of the work that's getting put out there, especially on the independent side, is done digitally now. So, um, you know, it's an ever-increasing – it's a category that's an ever-increasing popularity and diversity. Um, the listeners, uh, their third place option was Injustice Gods Among Us, uh, which I believe – I didn't read it. I believe it's a, I mean, it's obviously a DC book, but it's, I believe it's also based on the video game in question. I think I believe so. Yes. It, uh, so there you go. Um, the second option was uh space mullet by Mr. Daniel, Mr. Daniel Warren Johnson, a friend of the show. Nice. And the first place winner, which again, I can't fault the listeners because (laughs) technically I, I, they probably just went with their gut here, but, uh, this, this was not, this, this, this was put out in print form this year. Um, but was put out in digital form in, in thirteen and fourteen. But either way, um, the the private eye, which uh, I can't ever front because it's one of the, it's a truly great work by Mister Mr. Misters Brian K Vaughan and Marcos Martin. That was the listener's choice for their favorite digital first or web comic, and I suspect in no small part because it came out in print form this year and a lot of people finally read it. Um, in terms of my choice, uh, I uh, went with the I agreed with the listeners' number two choice. I went with uh, Space Mullet. Um, I first discovered Daniel, Daniel's work, um, on Twitter. I think Scotty Young, our buddy, uh, shouted him out and I started following him and he would post his commissions and I just loved his style because it was so creative and so distinct. And I've had the great pleasure of getting a few pieces of art from him and got turned on to Space Mullet from that. And for those that don't know, um, Dan, Daniel's been doing this for a number of years now. He's, he's through chapter eight. So over 250. Uh, days of webcomics, and it's basically a story of a guy that was a marine, an, a space marine, it's, a fu- it's set in the future, uh, that then becomes a, a, a space trucker, a galactic trucker. And he's got a mullet. It's a business in the front, party in the back. Vince <laughs> knows all about that. And, uh, it's just, I sure it's just a great book. It's, it's just a great, great story. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's just wild and crazy, and it just speaks to Daniel's id. And, uh, I, I highly, highly recommend it. If you, if you aren't familiar, um, it's, it's obviously a free web comic and, uh, and it will be in print soon as well. So that's, uh, that's my favorite, uh, digital comic of the year, Space Mullet.
3: Nice. Uh, mine and it's, the timing <laughs> is, is I'm thinking we should just rename the damn category. The, uh, uh, we're not doing thank yous tonight. I don't think, but, um, I do have to give a special shout out for the uh the the kickstarter and it successfully late last year the rewards have been sent out but mine uh is as always Menagerie 3 uh by my Dave 0 by my Giselle this is it's, every year right you've done this it, super it? I believe this is my pick every year um yeah. I I sh- I, sh- I should retire but it's just it's one mm-hmm. of those things where it's I I do read. I don't read as many as I did when we first started doing the show. Uh I, I I sadly do not have as much time to read all the digital comics that um digital strips that I've I've bookmarked over the years, uh, but one that I, I do go back to and uh it pretty much is my favorite year in and year out, uh is Menage of Three. So anything that I've said in the past, uh, we can just Vince can just loop that back in for for this time around so I don't belabor the
2: point. It would take too much work. And it would be like a three-hour, just this section. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm.
3: So oh, sexy. Oh, my goodness.
2: There was one webcomic that stood hips and boobies <laughs> above <laughs> everything else for me. I cannot get enough of this, and I have to thank uh, the creators as well. Um, I also went with Minaj Yeah, you
3: did. Oh this pen is awesome.
2: Uh Giselle her work is amazing. Uh David is really coming into his own in the book. Yeah. So to, so to speak, he's getting a lot of play. A lot. And uh I think Giselle is as good or better than anyone who has ever touched the Archie characters.
1: Damn.
2: Oh yeah. And that is not an exaggeration. her work is superb um she she pulls you in i mean yes the the story were it not so good wouldn't it wouldn't be as um you know in, enveloping or is you know consuming as it is but Giselle's work oh my goodness the 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 cartooning skills on this woman are impeccable and you you live the events of the story she sucks you in she draws you in you are there you want to be there mm-hmm. because it's, yeah, it's all so beautifully Brief. sexy and the, her line is impeccable i i, I love her stuff I you back there. Agreed. Yeah. menage a three do it is is the winner yeah,
3: you should be reading it as long as you're of age you should be reading it yes yeah, true
2: yeah, the latest one is kind of dirty. The latest, like, volume. like <laughs> no, I mean the, Yeah, there's a lot of cunninglingus in in the new I'm one. Cunninglingus. There
3: we go. <laughs> uh, I was, uh I was. I I picked the the short straw for favorite single issue. Wow, short straw. One dude. shot. Wow, dude. <laughs> because you, I I end up for whatever reason this year specifically uh i i end up with the majority of things that uh i i struggled with especially the next time i get to go uh <laughs> it'll be really easy for me for the next so but right now favorite single issue or one shot our listeners um uh, in third place they went with head lopper number 1 which it's it is a very very good choice it's that's, yes. that's a very strong contender silver surf for number 11 and since i am behind on oh, my Silver Surfer. I do not know what happened in that issue. Specifically, was that the last issue before Secret Wars? I don't know. Uh, I'm Bill Murray on that one. It's the Mobius Trip issue. Oh, oh, wicked. Okay. Yeah. And this one, which was on my list initially, uh, well, it was one of the contenders for me, and I'm glad to see it here. The listeners uh, have chosen wisely. This was the Criminal Special Edition, which was one of the highlights of yes. this past year. Um Call it what it was, Savage Sword of Criminal. Yeah. Well, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome in so many ways. I, um, after going through what uh, what I had selected, the one that really did stick with me, uh, that because I, I didn't read a lot of one offs and 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 special issues this year. Uh, most of what I read were all part of miniseries or ongoings. And uh, for this one. This was the last issue before Secret Wars. It was the reveal. It, uh, it was beautifully done, uh, and, and well written. It is Thor number eight, where we find out who the new Thor is. Um, and it, it was a fantastic setup of, of what, uh, there was a sign of things to come. You knew this wasn't it, even though Secret Wars was happening immediately following this issue. Uh, Jason Aaron definitely had more things in store for this character, for her situation, uh, and I have been enjoying it ever since. So we only have three issues so far of the new Mighty Thor following the reveal, but it's, um, it's, it's one that I'm really, really enjoying.
2: Awesome. My single issue, uh, or one shot is a, uh, single issue masquerading as a trade paperback. Yes. Masquerading as a single issue. Uh, the culmination of more than 14 years, was it? Mm-hmm. Of, 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 uh, story. It is the last. The, um and they went out in very fine form. I thought, I, th- I think the, uh, the, the, the hook was brilliant and I would love to live in this world. Um, it is by Bill Willingham. Mark Buckingham and a cast of thousands tipped in fold out cover. It of course is fables 150 aka volume 22. That got my vote. I couldn't pick anything else. I, I considered criminal. There was a bunch of books I considered, but none of them compared to fables 150.
1: Yep. So, uh, this is, uh, this is one of those times when I agree with the crazy man. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't go with anything else either, Vince, as you know, to, this, Fables is one of our respective favorite series. Um, and, you know, if you look at TV shows and, and books and comics, a lot of times the finale often doesn't satisfy because. Lost. What's that?
3: Stop. <clears throat> it said stop. Lost.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> Don't make me. Um, but in this case, I think they stuck the landing. I thought that the, the, they did. And like you said, it was so brilliant to have the final issue also be the final trade because, so many people you know speaking of vertigo, so many people read this book in trade myself mm-hmm. included and um and and it was really one of those perennial uh green you know greenfield books that uh that just sold in trade every year and so to have it done that way and have all the writers and artists that that contributed one shots and and were part of the ancillary titles over the years all contribute that book was just so much fun and i just I closed that book and we talked about it on the show for like an hour it just it felt so right and uh so this was probably the easiest time i've ever had picking a one a, a single issue so i'm with you
2: awesome oh look it is my turn and i get the, the um good luck of uh, telling you <laughs> who our listeners voted for their favorite character or characters in third place We have the man without fear, Daredevil. Um, Second place goes to the greatest villain ever created, (laughs) Dr. Doom. And in first place, this is amazing, Spider-Gwen. Wow. The, The popularity of this character in so short a time just really surprises me. I mean, I don't think it's unwarranted. I think it's a great character, but she has caught on like wildfire. It's true. And she's sexy without being overt. So that's a, that's a good thing. Good thing. Um, I cheated. As usual. Because, um, my favorite character or set of characters is the entire Valiant universe.
3: Shocking.
2: Uh, Do you think that's cheating? No, it's fine. Can can you just pick one? Right. It's fine. Exo Man, Exo Man of War, Bloodshot, Archer and Armstrong. Uh, Come on. the love most that. compelling set of characters on the market right now, I believe. I love them. I
1: do. It's very fitting. I think anyone that listened to our show this year thinks that that's a very fitting choice on your part.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, no, oh, no, hey, go whoa, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, long Wait, wait, wait. Here. Did you say step oh, on my yeah. dick? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna add that, but it's all good. It's all good. I
2: wish. <laughs> That'd be such a nice problem to have. Like over shoulder. On my dick. <laughs> In it's
1: any raggedy. event, my choice for favorite set of characters are the denizens of Craw, Alabama. Wow. Uh which would be the setting of the Amaze Balls Southern Bastards by the Jasons, yep. Aaron and Latour. Uh, I'm talking about Earl Tubb and Coach Boss and Old Big and Roberta Tubb and Sheriff Hardy and Deacon Boone and Esau Goings and so many more. Um, and this book has been giving us a slow build. It's been, a lot of the issues have basically introduced us to an, any, a particular character and given us insight into them. And it's, uh, it's following the same kind of script from a storytelling structure perspective that we got from Jason and Scalped, which went for a lot of years and was, as you guys know, a perennial uh uh show up on my lists of these awards when that that book was coming out. So I just adore that universe. It's clear that these two Southern boys are having fun writing that book and uh every character is distinct both visually and uh and, and from a, a backstory perspective and they're all memorable. And I just can't wait as we get into this year and the following years to see all of these characters start to really interact in a meaningful way. Uh so yeah, pretty easy for me this year. It's uh it's all about that Southern bastards. Nice.
3: Cool. That is a good pick. Um, it's a very, very good pick. I, I almost leaned towards the listeners and went with uh, Spider Gwen because I was hoping to get it somewhere on my list, and I did. I, I really, really, I, I enjoyed the uh, the first volume, and I'm enjoying the the new radioactive Spider Gwen uh, and expanding on that uh, universe of Earth sixty five. But I ended up going with this new, newly relaunched, newly formed. Squadron Supreme. Uh, nice. Love it, it. It's it's and there's there's the non uptight um Nighthawk, the, the 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 black Republican dude, and there's also Blur. Man, how can you diss a team that has Blur on Blur from D P seven, dude. It's just I it Robinson <laughs> was like, you know what, how the hell can I make dad happy after, you know, I mean
2: he called himself I Dab. Did. It <laughs> was, uh,
3: it, it's, and it, and it looks great, man. Leonard Kirk and Paul all yeah. near, you're just doing some fantastic work. And that was my, it, this could have been, you know, just new set of characters, but my favorite after looking over the year. Um, you know, Jason had Southern Bastards covered. Vince has, of course, the Valley Universe covered. So I, I was covered there. Uh, so yeah, Spider Supreme people. The inter- <laughs>
2: Respect. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's been great. I totally agree. Okay, so we're getting into our genre categories now, and uh, up first is our favorite superhero comic of the year. Uh, the listeners chose for the bronze medal, Lady Thor, and uh, I think we can all agree that was a great, a great, yes. a great character, a great
2: Res- set respect. of
1: books. Uh, number two, which I have to say, I thought would be the runaway choice for number one based this year on the feedback it got generally, but uh in any way showing up with the silver medal, um Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel. Ooh, and cool. Uh I thought someone a surprising number one this year. Um not saying yes. it's not deserving, but I was surprised to see it finish atop the list, which was uh Daredevil was the listener's choice for favorite superhero comic of the year.
3: Wade and Somney did great work, man. They did. They
1: did. I just, yeah, I just, I guess I figured it just maybe didn't have as much buzz as it had like that first year, but not again, not saying it wasn't deserving. Um, so my choice, I, I really, I wrestled with this. I changed this maybe five or six times. Hmm. Um, I had Dr. Strange in for a while, but you know, we've only gotten four issues of that. So maybe next year. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: I had Harley Quinn in there for a bit. Um, because I wanted to find a place for that. Cause I really do love that book. Um, but ultimately I couldn't stick with it. And, uh, a, cu- a couple others. I was bouncing around, but ultimately I decided on an OGN, uh, Avengers rage of Ultron, um, which was the OGN that came out this year by, uh, Rick Remender, another guest of the show in 2015. Uh, and, uh, one of the best cartoonists in the business, Mr. Jerome Opeña. um, this was just, uh, you know, Marvel seems to, they don't do Avengers OGNs very often, but when they do, they seem to get it right. Yeah. And for me, this was just classic, classic storytelling, uh, impeccable artwork, a com- uh, you know, a, a contained story with a phenomenal arc and an ending, uh, with some great ancillary Avengers characters like Star Fox that I've always liked. And, uh, yeah, just for me, it was probably my most, my <laughs> most complete contained, um, you know, fully realized, so we had the beginning and the end this year, superhero story, and that is uh, Avengers Rage of Ultron.
3: Nice. Uh, well, mine was, I mentioned it a couple times already, uh, my favorite superhero book, pre and post Secret Wars, uh, was Jason Aaron's and uh, Russell Detterman's Thor and the Mighty Thor. Um, I just... I, I thought it was, you know, I, I wasn't one of the butt hurt who, who was all seriously put out and bent out of shape over the fact that, uh, a, a man is not wielding this hammer. Uh, I, I have, you know, I, I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, man. Aaron has not steered me wrong and, and he has a plan and he's going somewhere with it. And I, I think it's pretty fucking fitting. And, and as far as who Thor is, I think it works because it's not, You know, unlike Spider-Man where it's Peter Parker, well, pre-secret wars is Peter Parker and and worried about like, and I keep saying, you know, having to cover rent and get the care of Aunt May and it's, this is, this is someone who seriously, uh, should stay a hero or a god and, uh, and, and doesn't and it, it seriously affects her and, uh, there's, there's some, some, Heavy shit she has to deal with, uh, when she is not playing hero. So, uh, yeah, I, I was, it, it's one of the books where at, when it comes out, I, I gotta read it. I, I, uh, it, it's a gorgeous book too. What, what Dowderman and, and Matthew Wilson are, are putting on the page it's just, it, it sings. It, it's a fantastic series.
2: You don't lie. I don't. No. In, in, in reflecting on this category, <laughs> I always go back to what um, book do I pull out of my DCBS box first, every time I receive it. And um, confession, I don't read uh, a lot of super superhero books, Valiant Universe aside. Um, but the ones I do read, this stands out. Um, Spiked uh, Finn, uh, above all of them and it is of course there's no surprise here is there my my favorite superhero book is savage dragon
1: no surprise how many, uh,
2: how many times can i tell you it's it's um consistently amazing even when it uh when larson rests on his laurels and does the same thing for a couple of issues it doesn't really matter because larson does it better than most uh people out there so boom malcolm angel Savage Dragon. Number one. Number one. Word.
3: For sure. Yes. Well done. Uh, Well, luckily I get to talk about what the listeners have picked (laughs) for our favorite non-fiction category. Uh, Second runner-up is Showa, A History of Japan, Mm -hmm. which I didn't read. Hip-Hop Family Tree, Volume 3, which is amazing it, it looks great i i genuinely like ed pisker and the work he does sadly i did not read that one yet so you're bill murray thank you for listening Listen, thank you for <laughs> listing that one listeners and uh and for your uh your winner by the listeners ranked first is march book two uh which i still have to read the first book but it is on my to-do list it's it looks amazing i um I told the guys that I do need to, uh, this year in 2016, I need to read at least one nonfiction book just so that I have something that's eligible because I intentionally left this field blank on my ballot because I oh, did wow. not read. Do so praise. I, 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 I could have, I, I could have, you know, I could have bs my way through. I could have made something, I pulled something out of my ass, but I, uh, I'm, I'm letting you people know that, uh, that I, didn't get to do anything for this one this year.
2: Wow. I know. I have to admit nonfiction's a hard sell with me. That is true. Extremely hard sell and I have read um half of Showa a history of Japan the first volume and it's amazing but I didn't finish it so I didn't vote for it. Okay. But um what I did finish was uh Hip Hop vi- Hip Hop Family Tree volume 3. What what? And that gets the nod for me, not only for teaching me about an art form I sorely overlooked, uh, in, in hip hop, but also tying it into comics as well. It's not only about hip hop. It's about comics and comics creation and art, artistry on both sides, on the, on the visual and, and, and audio. It's amazing. And these people are personalities. They're, 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 they're
1: they're, real good times, right? That's 84 right there.
2: And they're heroes in their own right mm-hmm. to, to to many, many people. So I think it's, I think it's a brilliant combination that Pisker has uh, devised, and I, I hope he goes to volume ten, volume fifteen, whatever. Keep making them. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, lucky for everyone here, I'm not, uh, I'm not a heathen like the two of you. So uh, I, I actually read all Whoa. three of the listeners' choices, um, and I'm sure most people expect me to follow Vince's lead and choose Hip Hop Family Tree, Volume Three. Which was very close to being my choice and well deserving of my choice, but I actually agree with the listeners and I went with March Book Two.
0: Nice,
1: wow. Um, and I think I went with it more because of how surprising it was to me. Uh, I enjoyed the first March book, which was also critically claimed, but this one I don't know, man. Maybe because we're, you know, a little bit further along in Congressman Lewis's history, and it was a little bit more of a powerful backdrop, but for those that aren't aware, um, March books, this one being book two are, uh, by Top Shelf and they are, uh, written, uh, well, co-written by John Lewis, who was a, an African-American U.S. congressman, um, who was at the forefront of the civil rights movement and also co-written by Andrew Aiden, uh, with just phenomenal art by Nate Powell. Um, and I have to say, like, as I mentioned, I thought the second book was even better than the first and just so powerful and, and so timely and, uh, uh, it, it's just, uh, I really think it should be a recommended reading. It's the kind of book that should be in classrooms. Um, it's, it's, it teaches valuable lessons about history in a very straightforward, forthright manner, but, but in a very accessible way because of it, it being, you know, cartooning. So yeah, it just, uh, really floored me, frankly, because again, I, I, I enjoyed the first book. Um, but this one I thought was a, a pretty much a masterpiece. So I had to, I had to, even though I'm a total hip hop head, I had to give this the slight edge over, uh, HFFT. So March book two. Good for you. Yeah, man.
2: I'm going to reveal my superficiality and say that I have absolutely no interest in reading that. Hey, man. Not, not because I'm a racist or (laughs) because, you know, I just, I just don't. I just. There you go. Jason has been very kind in bestowing upon me the category of favorite cover artist. Hey, I love some Ooh, um, <laughs> in third place among the listeners is the inescapable omnipresent Alex Ross. Yeah. You say covers, I say Alex <laughs> Ross because he does them very, does. very well. No surprise that he's among the, the, the three winners. Um, in second place, again, no-brainer mr darwin cook but and this ties into a previous category the listeners have picked as their favorite cover artist mr mike del mundo and that to me is is a spectacular coup because number one mike didn't do a whole lot of covers this year he did um Last year, when he was the uh, exclusive cover artist on X Men Legacy, and then he was doing Elektra and the covers on that. But this year, he's st- stuck primarily to Weird World and you know a few others. Planet but Hulk. Planet Hulk. But to say that this man is has eclipsed Alex Ross and Darwin Cook that's that's a major get. And um, you know, I I wanted to go with Mike Del Mundo. Um, but I thought I'd spread the love around a little bit because I, 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 gave Del Mundo the nod for another category. My favorite cover artist, again, geez, this is not going to surprise anyone, uh, has been my favorite cover artist since I've been 11 years old, probably earlier. Um, and that is Richard Corbin. Daniel. And he only did, I believe, five covers this year. Uh for the Rat God series. Right. But the memory of of his creepy and eerie covers and and his uh self-published the fantagore covers. I mean, whenever I look at a contemporary uh Richard Corbin cover, the the memories come rushing back and I see things in the in the in the art that may not be there. There may be a color that triggers a memory of a creepy cover or something. But um the Rat God covers are amazing. Dark Horse published it. You should check it out. Favorite cover artist by me, Richard Corbin.
1: A very, op, uh, apropos choice. Um, I got to say though, I, um, I went with the, the listenership for me. I, to me it was Del Mundo. Um, all I can say is that, uh, his covers resonate with me in a way that I, I don't pay much attention to covers these days, to be honest. Um, because, oh. you know, we, well, I just mean like when we were, this is going to sound like an old man rant, but when we were younger, Comics were part of the story, right? They told a story. You could read the cover of a comic and know what was going to be on the inside, right? And we don't have that anymore. Uh, covers are often done as part of the solicit process. The guys that do the covers don't even often know what the comic issue is going to be about exactly. So I just, I don't, it takes a lot for, for covers to stand out in my mind. And, um, and I, I thought that Del Mundo stuff just stood out for me. It was, uh, I'm going to liken it to, Uh, to Sienkiewicz back in the day when, you know, you were getting dozens of comics a week when you go to the store and Sienkiewicz just stood out. You just knew that, you know, that was, it was just, his stuff was just, bam, it was there. So, so different and so striking from anything else. And I feel like that's, that's where Del Mundo's covers are right now. And, uh, you know, I will take a little issue with, with your dismissive when you do a little dismissive of how many covers he did. Yeah. He did a shit ton of covers this year. First of all, he, Electra went into th- 2015, uh, it went all the way into March, uh, or, so, so we got, or actually May, so we got four Electra covers from him this year. He did all the covers to Bucky Barnes and Winter Soldier, so we got about ten of those. Oh, that's right. Um, he did some all-new X-Men covers. Uh, of course, as you guys mentioned, he did the Planet Cult covers, the Weird World covers. Uh, and then he did a shit ton of variants this year, um, for, for books, uh, for different world books. They
2: don't. They don't
1: exist. Right. Well, they yeah. do to me. Yeah. Um, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man number one hip hop variant. Uh, he did a Kirby he did a variant. few
3: hip hop variant. Yeah,
1: for oh. Howling Commandos. Um, he did uh, a pretty, and I don't read this comic, but I do remember seeing his cover for Carnage. Uh, he did a hip hop cover for Vision. So yeah, man, like I just, I think that, uh, the dude is an absolute beast. Um, We've seen him at the last few cons and I've, uh, I've been dying to see about getting a piece from him. Uh, you know, he does a lot of the stuff that we see on these covers digitally. So I'm mm-hmm. fascinated, like what his in-person stuff looks like juxtaposed against that. But either way, I mean, to me, he is, uh, he's, he's differentiating himself in a very crowded field of, of cover specialists, you know? So yeah. kudos.
2: Uh, apropos. That you compare him to Sienkiewicz. I think you're dead on the mark with that. Um, thank you for calling me out because I did not realize he did that many covers this year. So uh, kudos to you for educating me. Mm-hmm. And number three, it is no surprise to me at all that you totaled the amount of covers that he did for the year. <laughs> yeah. does, does not surprise well, me. Well, there you go
3: you got that son. i uh oh i i echo you and, and in this oh, case, the listeners yeah no it was um i the i had uh i i also had andrew robinson on my list but uh mm-hmm. the uh the books that i read that uh that and it has no factor in that it, it it's doesn't play into it but it it's when when i look at the different covers and, and who did what um it's I, I, I had to give Mike the nod this year. Respect.
1: All right. Well, con- not in a wink. Continuing with our genre, we're going to discuss our favorite crime or mystery comics, and uh, otherwise known as Vince's least favorite category. Um, <laughs> but it is not a this, year. this was a category I would agree. I think this year there were a lot of of books that fell into this. This, uh, area, and it was, it was tough. It was really tough. And I think our listeners did a, a nice job, uh, with their three choices. Um, number three, uh, Velvet by, uh, by messieurs Brubaker and Phillips. Uh, number two, uh, Southern Bastards by the Jasons. And their, their top choice for crime mystery comic of the year was also by Brubaker Phillips, The Fade Out. And uh that made a lot of best of lists this year, I feel like.
2: We have smart listeners. So there you
1: go. Um I went with uh another comic entirely. Uh I went with Mind Management by Mr. Matt Kent.
2: Uh no shame in that. Yeah,
1: I mean this is a book that has probably been underrepresented on our show the last few years yeah. because it is a great book and I don't know that we've talked about it all that much and I don't know why. I always mean to and I just, I just don't get around to it and shame on me. But, uh, it wrapped up this year, um, which we did discuss on the show and, uh, wrapped up with a one shot called New Management after I think what, 39 issues of the, I think it was 39, That's,
2: right? I believe so.
1: Yeah. Um, and look, I love Matt. He's a great guy. He's, uh, he's so, he's always very accessible at shows. He's a Super cool dude, writer, creator, um, former winner of my, of my writer artist does it all. And um I'm gonna miss that book. I just think he's he's such a tightly crafted storyteller. And uh he he's great at layering in uh subplots over the course of a long form series and paying them off in the end. And this book was uh was no exception. So for me, um no disrespect to the listeners' choices because they were all fantastic and I enjoyed <laughs> all three of those books as well. But uh, I went with my management.
3: And I think when when you um there's some creators that just are you, 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 you think of the creator and you just think of their, their seminal work and, and my management is the thing that I think Matt is going to be attached to for, for forever. I, I, he's done some fantastic work and he's written some great books for Valiant and, and, and he's done, you know, three story and, and he's done some, some fun, interesting books, but my management, I think that, that is, you know, my management equals Matt Kent. That's, they're going to go hand in hand
1: and, and uh, before you, sorry, I just want to, no. I, I apologize. Uh, I, I didn't, I said velvet was, uh, was Brubaker and Phillips. It was Brubaker and Epting. So yes. It, yeah. Fade out is, is Brubaker Phillips, but velvet is a uh, Brubaker and Epting. So go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
3: well, for me, um, I, I went with fade out. I, I had, uh, that wasn't the only one, that I was wrestling with, uh, I did not, I'm, I'm way behind on my management, so that wasn't something that I, I, uh, I could consider. There was, um th- there, were a couple things that I had in mind, uh, I think Southern Bastards was even somewhere in my list at one point, but I, uh, I, I went with the fade out. It, it ended, uh, well, it, it just ended. It just wrapped up, but it was, uh, it, it's, it kinda scratched all my itches. I, I just, it, it's, it set in, in early Hollywood, I, I am a fan of, of that era. Um there was uh it, it felt like it was of that time. We we've Vince and I have talked about it on the show. Uh so anything that we've already said we would just be regurgitating here. But it was it it, it was some it was a fantastic piece of work I feel. And and I probably if if we get a uh, well not if when uh when a hardcover is is presented of that, I will probably be adding
2: it to my library. It's cause you got a good head on your shoulder. That is true. <laughs> I can't deny it. I struggled with this category because I so wanted to give it to Alesh Coates Sick. Zero for this. But it felt wrong. Cause uh, while there are crime and mystery elements to the book, I do not believe Zero completely fits those bills. Mm-hmm. I believe it, it, it's a science fiction book. A speculative fiction book. Um and, uh, I ultimately went with the um not my management though I did consider that as well but again I gave Mr. Matt Kint uh you'll be hearing more from me about him later so I I went with the fade out because as Jason mentioned before this category is a a very tough nut to crack with me I I have very little um the the initial uh impetus to get me to read a crime mystery book is tough. It's it it's 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 hard won. I I have to struggle. And um Not with Brubaker and Phillips though. They just seemed to they seem to be the Simon and Kirby of this genre. Um uh, or I will say Stan Lee and Jack Kirby of this this genre. Um so I, I gave it to the fade out because it is a remarkable piece of work and and it shaves down there <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so if you want to I mean, know what that means and you don't read the fade out i suggest yeah, you do so because it it is an it's amazing scene it means, it no doubt. like a little Me and the
3: studio head agree on that part
2: yeah you agree with the crazy person i do Well, time. that's yes
3: yeah more ways than one
2: look at that
3: oh man uh i <laughs> yeah, see, this, this, this
2: is... <laughs> Jason, he calls you your boo, his boo, but he hates everything. Is definitely what? not coming up in the house this year. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: it's like
2: it's like I, I purposely
3: set everything up. He's like, all right, I did so not I,
2: plan it, it this save way. It's Davis' turn again. So what? What can <laughs> I fucking <laughs> wait? Um, I, I think you should elect a new boo. Right. Is what you should do.
3: <laughs> like a great
2: Not hard to find another oh, one. Oh man, handy
1: right, on the on
3: the on the so, so yeah, I, I bet you do. Uh, Put the chocolate on his pillow. Yeah, it every won't be chocolate the. Favorite <laughs> anthology. It'll look like is it. this, <laughs> thing you're gonna shave it and look like a nail Andy Andy's screen that we have for uh, your listeners. They picked in third place, 2000 AD. I can't, I can't front. I, I really, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm honestly a little surprised that it's actually in third place. Um, then they went with Dark Horse Presents. Again, solid choice. Uh, but. It looks like they went with two of the, actually, wait, let me check the, the, our, our list because last I checked, yes, this is, uh, the listeners went in the direction of most of the hosts. They went with, uh, Island, the anthology published by Image. Uh, could you say Spearheaded by Brandon Graham? Yes, yes you can. All right. he, so, and
2: Emma Rios too. Yes.
3: Oh, well, yeah, see, that's, I, I don't know if he came up with the idea and he just it's, but Brand, yes. it's
1: Brandon and, and his wife Marion Churchland's uh
3: project. Right. Okay. And and, and Emma's along for the yeah. ride. So yeah, no, I mean and I, I like
2: Emma's work and the book, so that's that's a high I, book yeah, for I, me. I, I think you're shortchanging it. Mean, I am not she's, trying she's, to. She's, no, not 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 intentionally, but she's co editor. Oh is she? I apologize. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. look at
3: that. Look at that. See, now we're all learning shit.
2: Uh <laughs>
3: I Keep hey, I the guy a
1: category, he's not he's
3: he gets all snappy. Yes. <laughs> <So, laughs> I, uh, I did not choose Island. I, um, <laughs> someone's stupid. Someone, someone's a dick. Because someone just changed it on me. I did not pick <laughs> the secret. Yeah, I'm missing
2: it. What am I? Because if you get, you gotta go to the, go to the <laughs> spreadsheet. Changed
3: answer. He changed my answer from, from what I picked to, to, to the secret loaves of, of Geek Girls. Uh, it is not. That is not mine. <laughs> uh, because I didn't finish it in time for this. Uh I went with uh this year's for the twenty fifteen Thor Annual. Uh it had I uh, just going with the theme with Thor, but it was uh you had a King Thor story written by Jason Aaron with phenomenal art by Tim Truman featuring Thor, old Thor, all father Thor Odinson and uh and his granddaughters. Uh there was a modern current Thor Story by, uh, Noel Stevenson and, uh, Marguerite Savage. And, uh, and that was, that was fun. Uh, but the highlight was, uh, Young Thor, which is like just getting into the Avengers age Thor. Uh, and that was written by CM Punk with art by Rob Glory. And that was really, really a lot of fun. Overall, it was, it, it was a really solid package. Uh, normally, when the Thor series started and Aaron was going to go from uh, all father Thor back to young Thor and then modern day Thor, you had the Thor you're used to. But this time in this annual, because of who the modern Thor was, uh being the female, it was uh it we didn't even miss a beat. It just it blended in real nicely with, with everything else that Aaron's been doing. With this, this current version of, of Thor, this, this iteration. So, uh, that was one of my, it was one of the few anthologies I read this year, The Island being one of them. Uh, but that was the one that just really stuck out to me.
2: Cool. This category was by far the easiest. Yeah, it applies for you. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse Presents started off very strong, but Somewhere along the line, the, uh, the poop hole unclenched and the icky brown stuff, uh, leaked into the bed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I don't find it, uh, interesting at all anymore. Um, of late, I should say, I think this anthology is superior to everything, um, on the market right now, uh, with reservations. There have been a couple, um, Low points, but the, 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 the hit-to-miss ratio for Island is very, very, very high. Uh, Brandon Graham's Multiple Warheads, Emma Rios' ID, Simon Roy's Habitat, Feral Dalrymple is doing a, 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 a follow-up to uh, Popcorn War, uh, Ancestor by Matt Sheehan and Malachi Ward. The, the graphic design on, on this series is impeccable and always different it it feeds your mind it feeds your eyes it feeds your soul my favorite anthology is island by far you get the you get 3 comics for 7.99 less if you are smart enough to use discount comic book service it's like 4 bucks and change uh. yeah it's impeccable I think Island is a very, very special book. It will be regarded as one of the greatest anthologies in hindsight.
1: No argument for me. That is also my choice, uh, for all the reasons that you wonderfully articulated. So I won't belabor the point. Just have your back, guys. Cool. My choice was Island as well.
2: Let uh, the record uh, reflect that you have agreed with the crazy person twice. It's it's, it's getting nuts in here. Yeah, change your pants. Mm. So you is up. I'm up. Woot woot. Uh let's see, what am I doing here? Oh geez, thank you, Jason. He's so nice. To me. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all tonight. Yes. Uh my category is the favorite collected edition or reprint volume. The listeners have spoken. And why I think they're a little bit buggy for putting this in third place, I'll let them have their say. Uh Sandman Overture. By Neil Gaiman and J.H. Williams takes the third spot in position two. Darwin Cook with graphic ink and number one. And it's hard to front on this one. I, I, uh, I, I completely understand where they're coming from. They gave the top prize to Dan Klaus and the complete eight ball, which is a monumental achievement. Some of the best comics you will ever read bar none um i of course went uh, i took the path of least resistance and i played to my strengths this should surprise no one from the powerhouse team of craig yo and Clesia gussoni um they put out a lot of great books this year from idw there was the ghosts and girls of fiction house the complete voodoo volume one weird love volume One and two um, and then you get the bi-monthly Weird Love and uh, Haunted Horror. But by far, the best collected edition reprint was Tom Sutton's Creepy Things. It is an amazing volume of uh various and sundry stories by one of the all-time great horror artists ever. Hands down. No question. Tom Sutton. Uh, and that's from IDW. So that's my choice. Nice, Yeah.
1: Uh for me this is one of the easiest. Uh I just I it's one of my favorite things I've read in years. So had to be here. I don't think you talked about it much. Yeah. Uh we got two volumes of it this year, making it even more special. Uh and I'm of course talking about Hero by Mm. Mr. David Rubin. Uh and again we actually got a lot of people, probably because we talked about it on the show, voted for this for best OGN. And uh it actually is not an OGN. It's it's a reprint of Well no, I'm saying well, because that's why I it's important to say that because that's I mean I didn't I didn't vote for it for OGN. I voted for it in this category because it is in fact a reprint of the work that was in uh done in a serialized in a Spanish magazine that Mr. Rubin did in a serialized format that was brought over here, translated and published in this form. Um but again, anyone that listens to the show knows that I gushed about both volumes of this. Uh, David Rubin wrote and drew it. It's a story of Heracles. And, uh, it's like I said, one of my favorite things I've read in years. I just, I I adored, I adored it. I just think it's just phenomenal, phenomenal comic comics. And, uh, I'm just, I'm so thrilled to have gotten a chance to read these books this year. And, uh, like I said, probably the easiest category for me of the whole night. So.
3: Nice. (laughs) Oh, I was surprised. I, I, I it was a long shot. I didn't think that I was going to make it on your list. <laughs> uh for me um I I had I had one in my hand actually earlier tonight and I, I had to um I had to check the date cuz I picked it up this year. Uh picked it up at Heroes and and it it's signed by Mr. McNorton. Uh unfortunately the second volume of Revival did not come out in 2015, therefore making it, uh, not eligible. So, I also remembered that I picked something else up at Heroes that pretty much just came out right before the convention. That would be, uh, Godland, Celestial Edition, the third and final volume. And, uh, just like the first two volumes, it is, it is a joy to behold. It's, it's, it's they're right here. But I, I absolutely love it. Um, Tom and they just they they do great great work, man. Casey is is a fantastic writer with this series. Um, if you haven't yet, I I hope to see it on your new to me in in, in twenty sixteen list. It's uh, it's it's something else, but yeah, that would be uh again one of those things where I didn't read a whole lot of. I usually read things as they come out. I I don't um in a lot of collections, but I I enjoy the packaging on this. It looks real nice next to the first two volumes. So there you go. Respect. Uh,
1: jumping back into the genres, it's time for our favorite humor comics. (laughs) And, uh, the third place choice for the listeners, no surprise here. It's been on the list in some form, including, uh, I know I voted for it for a number of years. Uh, chew by, uh, uh, one of Image Comics' uh, great books and, uh, you know, about our favorite uh, uh, tasting detective. Um
2: You couldn't think of the word, could you? I couldn't. I can't either. Yeah, oh, uh,
1: c- 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 SibuPath. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
2: SibuMato. <laughs>
1: yes. um, number two. Very, very strong friend of the show with the smashing creator-owned Hit, uh, I Hate Fairyland by Mr. Scotty Young. Mm-hmm. And number one, the, the listener's mm-hmm. choice, another great friend of the show and, uh, someone who else also was on the show this year, as was Scotty. Mr. Ryan Brown with God Hates Astronauts.
2: Nice. Which was, uh, Smackdown. Was a, yeah, it
1: was my choice last year, I think. Son of who a bitch. Who is rich.
3: hard at work getting those blast furnace
1: starters out
3: there. He's, He's hard at work, period. For well, yes, sure. he is, but yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: I think it. You know, this is not a, a, a egregious comment. I, I think it's safe to say Ryan Brown is—he's fucked. Mm-hmm. He's fucked in the head. I mean, his—and that, that's an—that's the ultimate compliment for me because I look at his stuff; he is so goddamn funny. Oh, he's ridiculous. And it's in a way that very few people can be funny. Just natural. Yes, and it just—he, I—I hate him because he has this natural gift for humor. Absolutely. Um, hate him, hate him with love
1: with that said. And again, I did, I did go with Mr. Brown last year for his book, but this year I had to go in a different direction and I had to go with, uh, I hate fairyland by (laughs) Scotty. Um, look, I mean, we, it's again, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Scotty's a good friend, love him to death. Uh, friend of the show. He's, I think he's, he and Ron are neck and neck for most appearances on the show as a guest. Um, so, you know, he's, he's someone we, we obviously root for. Uh, and I just thought that, uh, you know, look, I mean, Scott, he's in an enviable position. He's, he's had the opportunity to have a huge success with Oz, multiple Eisner awards, and then, uh, was really, really could name his ticket working for Marvel, doing whatever he wanted. And, uh, you know, he's always taken chances and he decided to make the plunge this year into creator owned work with, uh, by writing and drawing this book, uh, AKA fuck fairyland for you R rated people. And, uh, it's been phenomenal. It's just been so funny and, um, I, I, I've just adored it and, uh, I really had no compunctions about giving him this award. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that we can, you know, bestow him an honor that, uh, that, uh, you know, for something that's totally out of his own mind. And, uh, so, Yeah. Gotta, gotta give it to Scotty this year for, for this one. Uh,
3: I'm pretty much just going to agree with you there. Uh, that's it's, and I, I'm one of the people who gets the R-rated version, my, my, uh, in my DCBS box. It's the, the Fuck Fairyland variant cover, cover B, but I, uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it and, and I'm very, very happy that he's, uh, he has the opportunity to put this out there and, and, uh, I am happy
2: for that. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only sweep of the 2015 11 o'clock, I too gave the award to Mr. Scotty Young for I Hate Fairyland. And this is no bullshit. Um, I am speaking directly from the heart when I say this. I love Scotty Young.
1: Nope, same
2: here. That's, that's not so, you know, I, I'm not just saying, oh man, I love you. I legit love Scotty Young. Yeah. He thinks you're not creepy, only but it's all good. I, <laughs> that's okay. Does he really? Cause he keeps catching it oh, at oh, the window. Dude, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude, not, not only for his, um, consummate skill, but for who he is as a person, which comes through in the work. And, and he, it, it, it does me good. Um, when I find myself in, in times of trouble to know that Scott, Scotty Young is out there and then uh, I can call him
1: a friend. You've got a friend.
2: Yep. Ain't it good to know? A little syrupy, but I don't care because I love that I'm man. Sure
3: you don't. Oh man. Uh, favorite new comic. This should be fun. What's, what's this? This is, uh, this is our, what came out? What started? in 2015. Yes. The, why are you laughing? Because you honestly I, sounded like you're like, what is this? What, is, I don't what know. is drugs? How high are you, dog? Yes. What is drugs? I what got What is drug? video. What is drugs? They, they I have swag. What? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Favorite new comic, the comic that started in 2015. Our listeners went with from third to first, Doctor Strange. Wow. Nothing wrong there. Oh. Could have been a little higher, but Descender whoop, whoop. was choice number two. And yeah, see, this might have been a little mixed up. Uh, Paper Girls is their Wee-hoo. first choice for the best new comic in 2015. Uh, well, for me, I, I, uh, I didn't go with what the listeners picked. I, I was tempted to go with Doctor Strange, uh, but we only got Really two issues in 2015. True. Uh, so, it, and it's as much as I love it and I'm looking forward to more of it, it it's, I can't just read one or two issues of of something that, and then say that was it for the year. Um. So for me, and we got a taste of this during DC's summer event in Convergence, and I was quite happy to find out it was going to continue uh because it is the version that I am most attached to as far as the Superman uh mythos if you want to call it that. For me, the favorite new comic that started this year, um which surprised me because I thought it was going somewhere else, is Superman Lois and Clark by Jurgens and Weeks and Hannah and Company.
2: And that choice is a testament to your honesty. Yeah. Because you are, you're not lying when you say that. Because you have brought it many weeks during the past the past year. Mm-hmm. So you know y- you are, you're legit, my friend. Aww. No doubt. Um, my favorite new comic that started in the past year. Um, rewind the file and uh, play what I just said about Scotty Young. Because my favorite new comic is I Hate Fairyland. Yeah,
1: can't argue with you there. No. no, I try and cheat a little bit. I try and like give as much as humanly possible. I try and give a different winner for each category.
2: I do too, yeah. but this, there was, it was inescapable. There was nothing else I could have picked for this.
1: Yeah. This, this. No, listen, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, uh, for me, it was just a crazy year, uh, in the sense that there's so many phenomenal, you know, I feel like it, it's a new world where we just books are getting relaunched all the time and it's just kind of like, we get so many new number ones each year, but I mean, uh, I just, it, it was definitely one of the hardest, if not the hardest choice for me because just so many books that started this year that I thought were great. Um, but, uh, after much consternation, I ended up agreeing with the audience. I went with Paper Girls by wow. Mistress Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Um, is it that good? I love it. I love it. It's, it is good. It is it's, good. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's straight out of the eighties. It's like, it's like goonies and stand by me only with with girls instead of boys. Uh,
2: see so you just dropped some saltpeter on me when you said goonies,
1: well, fair enough, but but for most of the listeners with great taste and nostalgia, they, they hear that <laughs> oh, <and be> crazy, <laughs> but no, I love it, I think it's phenomenal and and uh and and, and you know Brian Vaughn is so good that we almost forget to include him in these things because he's just like yeah, he is very um so yeah, just in Cliff Chang, it's just so nice to see him doing a book that uh that uh you know can really stretch stretch him in ways that we haven't seen him, you know, be stretched in a while. So, uh, and again, I, this, I, I could have easily gone with 20 different books in this category and felt fine about it. But, but, uh, but perhaps because I finished the ballot on, on January 20th, uh, uh, it just so happened that paper girls was just slightly edging out a very close race among many others, but, but, but Mm. certainly deserving.
2: You know, now that I have the benefit of this very comprehensive spreadsheet, um i got to say, I think the listeners are becoming very complacent, and us as well, because if you scan this entire document, you do not find that four-letter word of Brian K. Vaughn's anywhere. Saga has not appeared on any of these. True. Wait, then that
1: means they're not becoming complacent
2: whatever however you want to define it yes yeah, thank you well, complacent but all right like, it's curious it's curious right, to me right. that that a work of such note does not appear which means we had a really good year when yeah. brian k vaughn doesn't win something for saga and fiona staples uh you know you had a great freaking year
1: i think things like saga and east of west are just victims of of their own success just that right they've been so good and you know things like that in american vampire that you know even like a walking dead they they just continue to come out right and so people read them they're on everybody's pull list they all like the books but it's just we're getting you know we're in that third fourth year of them and and it just doesn't it doesn't quite rise to the excitement of 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 something that's so fresh and so clean but yeah
2: right proof positive that Jason Wood does not suffer fools of which I am one <laughs> and i'm also the uh i have the great benefit of being the announcer of the favorite colorist category the three top gets uh, in third place was uh, the amazingly talented Elizabeth Breitweiser, or Breitweiser, whichever you uh, prefer. Uh, okay. In uh, position number two, wow, big surprise, Dave Stewart got that nod. And in first place among our vast listenership, it is the um, beautiful and very talented, Jordy Belair. She of many, many titles. The Ryan um, winner. It's true. Uh, let's see. Uh, get, uh, now, you know, uh, like the man himself, I came out of left field with this category mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> I am not going with the well-deserved winners of years past, like, uh, Ms. Uh, Breitweiser, Brightweiser, Dave Stewart, or Jordy Belair. Um, and they're massive talents, all of them. Right. But I went with someone that takes a decidedly different approach to color art. And, uh, oddly enough, it's a man who's primarily recognized as a superb illustrator. And as of last year and a little bit before that, and and a a writer as well, who just happens to color his own work. Mm. Hmm. Um, I love. Capital L-O-V-E, the crayon layer yeah. um, of Mr. Tom Scholey. If you read Transformers vs. G.I. Joe, and if you don't, why not? Uh, it is simultaneously the absolute best and worst book on the market. Figure that out. Um, it's the worst uh, because it does not fulfill the promise of Transformers comics past. Which, in my opinion, is a very frickin' good thing, because Tom is blazing new trails. He's and he's inventive as f. He he, he 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 takes th- these these licensed properties and makes everything seem brand new. Um, I adore the book. I wanted to plug it into many many of these categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to give him the nod not only for his writing and and drawing ability, but also for his color work, which I think is astounding. Um, like I said, the crayon layer, the 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 dirty. Um, I don't want to use the gritty uh, word because it's not really gritty. It's just mm-hmm. it, it it like Laura Allred. When you see it, you know it. Um, it, it it is a um, it, he works in layers and the layers combined to form this beautiful palette he uses he will sear your eyes with some colors other times he plays it low-key i i love tom's color art on transformers versus gi I got respect so i for that. yeah i gave I him love the Killed.
1: i love it yep uh i too went out of my way to not give it to jordy or to dave Good for you because not because they don't deserve it. I mean, they're both phenomenal, and that's why they work on all the books, and that's why they, you know, they've won a bunch of Eisners. And I mean, I think Jordy's won her first, but she's risen up to that level. And Dave's won like eight of them, so they deserve it. I mean, I I can't front on anyone that chooses those two, but I went out of my way to try and find someone else to highlight this year, and uh, opted for Matt Wilson. Um, Nice, yeah. Now Matt is the colorist on Paper Girls, which again has this very bright. 80s vibrancy to it, lots of pinks, lots of yellows, um, but he also colors Thor and Wicked and Divine, among other things, and I just felt like, you know, uh, sometimes the color artists, if they're doing their job, they end up not being noticed, you know, because they've just become part of the tapestry, and I, I just felt like Matt's work fits so well in these very distinct settings, and he's, he's you know, he's got, like, Paper Girls is a very hot color set. Uh, we can define as a very pastel, cool color set. Thor's more traditional superheroes where you have sort of the whole spectrum. And I just feel like he kills it on all of them. And so, um, you know, he's, he's a veteran, been, been at this for a long time and, uh,
3: just wanted to, uh, to, to give him some recognition. Good for you. I like it. Um, of course you do. Well, yeah, it's with me though, specifically, I guess I'm reading Paper Girls. I like the, um, the, 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 the more flat. Aesthetic going on there, but he, uh, he just adds something, especially when everybody's hanging out in Asgardia and you have the Rainbow Bridge or you have the Elves. He's doing some fantastic work on the Mighty Thor, um on top of Douterman's pencils. It just looks absolutely amazing. It's bright. It looks like it's just, it's, it's per, it reminds me of of the assignments and stuff, and even before the assignments and stuff, there's just something about it that just it, it's it's one thing I love about color comics. He was great on Somni with, with with Daredevil this year too, but there's just something about Thor that's just popping. Yes. So your choice was the same, Matt Wilson. Yep, Matt Wilson. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I
2: didn't say it. There you go. He he did the mind link with for real because you're. You're boozing. Right, right. Alright, well here comes, uh, uh, just one of
1: my favorite categories each year. And, and to me, uh, this, I, I consider this year to be the year of the OGN. I, I think the vast majority of the stuff that I enjoyed this year were, were either, were, were collected editions of some type. Um. Wow,
2: so different.
1: No, I know. I know I'm different than both of you this year on that regard, but for me, it was just a huge year for OGNs and, uh, our, so our favorite OGN category, uh, in third place among the listeners. Uh, Mr. Andrew McLean's Apocalyptic Girl. In second place, Mr. Scott McLeod's The Sculptor. And in first place, no argument for me here, um, by Mr. Paul Pope and Mr. David Rubin. Uh, Aurora West, The Fall of the House of West. Wow. Yes. Uh, lovely, lovely choice. Almost my choice. Um, but I did not go that route. Uh, just... Again, I mean, for me, you had so many choices. Bright Eyes at Midnight, Deep Dark Fears, March Book 2, Russian Olive to Red King, The Divine, The Sculptor, Fall of the House of West, Avengers, Rage of Ultron, 750 Years in Paris, Leaning Girl, Apocalyptic Girl, Killing and Dying. Um, just, I thought, a great year. Just a triumphant year for OGNs. But with all that said, and uh, in spite of Dap giving me uh, ish on this earlier today, uh, my choice uh, was Mr. Scott McCloud's The Sculptor. And to be fair, David gave me ish because, um, again, regular listeners of the show. know that I haven't talked about this book. And that's simply because I've had this book since it came out. It got critical acclaim as you would have expected it to. And as we got ready to finalize our ballots, there were a number of things that I put back to the top of my list because I knew that I really wanted to give them a chance. And I read the sculpture this past week and was freaking floored by it, man. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I guess we shouldn't expect anything less from the man who literally wrote the book about about how to make comics, right? Um but um you know it's 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 kinda of fascinating to me that you've got this story. Um it would be interesting to juxtapose this against Mazakelli's Hysterios Polyp because, you know, here's another like amazing great who doesn't do a lot of work. And it's that good. It's that good. It's that good. Um, oh, it's essentially, uh, and again, I'm not going to give a review here, but it's, it's just, it's a phenomenal work about, uh, about a man who, uh, is imbued with the power to sculpt anything that come to mind, but he has a price to pay and then he basically truncates his life significantly as a result of this. And, uh, it was just a magical work. And again, it, uh, it's Scott McLeod, who is the poster boy for how to make good comics structurally, putting it to work in a graphic novel. And, uh, so yeah, I got to say it rose to the top of my uh, lengthy OGN list this year to be my my choice.
3: Ooh. Mhm. Nice. Uh I had it turns out I I had one or two things I could have uh thrown on this list. I did not finish the sculptor this year. Um as I told the guys every time I got a little further, something else came up, we were gonna do a special episode, something happened where I put the book down and then just everything else got piled on top of it. So I will be finishing it this year, so maybe it'll be my new to me. The, uh, but one thing that I did read, picked up at Heroes, pretty much finished it, uh, almost immediately, uh, was the fantastic Russian Olive to Red King by the Eminence and it was, uh, it was, See, this is why I don't read the shit that's on the screen. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. We, 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 we touched on it in, on the show this year, but it is just something that it, it stuck with me for a while afterwards. The, the, the front half of the book is, is traditional comic book story done sequentially. Uh, it's, and, you don't have a huge background. You don't, you don't have a, a large attachment to these characters, but it's, uh, it, it just, there's something about it. There's something about the story, the, the, the words at the end really kind of, um, there's, there's a loss there. And, and, and I was kind of bummed when it was over. Uh, but I was happy that it exists and that, uh, that I was able to experience it. it it's a fantastic book. You should have read it this year. If you haven't, then definitely read it as soon as possible.
2: Like Jason, I did a little bit of research for this category, and I scanned some of the best of lists. And uh, in doing so, I realized that I had severely dropped the ball this year uh, in terms of the amount of OGNs I had consumed. I read very little, in fact. So I'm giving it up for the best one among the few that I did read. My winner for best uh for favorite original graphic novel goes to The Fall of the House of West by Paul Pope, J. T. Petty, and David Rubin for all the reasons that uh, Jason has uh, talked about in the past. It it is a phenomenal work. The uh the, 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 the drawing, the the cartooning, the the character design are all impeccable and the story's great. A lot of fun. Nice. It doesn't take itself entirely seriously, but there, I mean, there, there are moments of, of, of very serious, uh, weight going on, but it's just a great, fun, fun romp. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff.
3: Your favorite writer artist of 2015 in, uh, I'm not going to say in third place because I don't, I, that's your second runner up is Gabriel Hardman. Which nothing nothing wrong there. That's Cray. That's what I'm saying. See, I don't, he's he's not in third place to me. Uh, Scotty Young is Mm. a runner up. How do you see? Seriously. and, And if, if these two dudes aren't at the top of your list, then someone really, really, uh, must be deserving. And that person this year for 2015 is none other. According to the listeners, than Mr. Matt Kent. Freeway tie right oh, there. Yeah. Seriously. Who
2: would win in a knife fight among well, the Scottie's three? Well, Scotty's got like, the, the, I think Scotty's got the reach. No, he has the reach and the weight. Gabriel would fight dirty, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel's, and then,
1: he'll, he'll take a brother's Achilles other. Uh, oh,
2: he's stabbing the balls. Right. But Matt Kent would probably be like, "Nah, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to fight. Not doing <laughs> it. That
1: was, he'd uh, just bend the knife with his mind.
3: That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh i i can't i i i can't be too upset with the listeners with that pick uh so for me i um yeah it was uh i ended up going with Jonathan case because this year i did read one of the graphic oh novels uh was um was the new deal which i i absolutely loved and uh i i thought it was very similar to the fade out. It was, it, it was of an era that it is a period piece, but it was so well done. It was, it was, it was, it was a great. Um, had, had, had a caper feel to it. The art was absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I really didn't read much else. I have the Green River Killer. I haven't finished that yet either, uh, which was drawn by Jonathan. Uh, but he, you know, like, like Jake Park from a couple years ago was just someone I kind of Heard of, just wasn't too familiar with, but he is definitely someone that I will be taking notice of from now on. So the New Deal is published by Dark Horse. You should be checking that out, but Jonathan Case was a phenomenal talent that did a a great work that I enjoyed very, very much this year.
2: Wow. All right. Mm -hmm. This is going to, this is going to seem like laziness on my
3: part because you got to mention him at least once an episode.
2: I do because this man was my choice last year. Um, I can't even think of anyone doing it at all, uh even close to
1: the joy. Except for the three this, gentlemen that our, our listeners chose.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the the joy that this man provides me. Uh, he writes comics. Uh, about comics. He taps into the mythology of comics. He uses comics characters to to further his his goals, and he illustrates them in a way that. You know, it makes everyone else look bad. Okay, um, for the win, Mr. Josh Bayer, my pick of favorite writer. Shocked first. I tell you, shocked. I know, time. I know. Like I said, I don't play poker. That's all good. Mm-hmm.
1: You love the guy. You
2: do. I, I think it's more than that.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of loving guys, um, I opted for uh, giving another award to Scotty. <laughs> um, to me. Uh as we talked about already, I hate Fairyland was was triumphant, but he also did the killer work on uh Rocket this year. Uh his Secret Wars uh uh little X-Men tie-in was awesome and uh one of the better, I think, uh tie-ins, at least from a humor perspective. I just think he's hit his stride and um so yeah, I mean I, I don't think I've ever given Scotty this award before, and I'm very happy to uh To be able to finally bestow it upon him. So he is my favorite writer artist of the year. Wow. Mm -hmm.
2: Good. It's good to be Scotty Young. It is. Is it not? It is. is,
1: is, is, is His
2: ears are ringing right now, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, they always are. Someone's always talking about Scotty Young. You know, David, I hate to say it, but if this category is not concrete, verifiable proof Mm -hmm. positive that Jason loves loves me more, then he loves no you. Doubt. The category, favorite horror comic. Wow. And the listeners have spoken. It's like you turned 50 or something this year. Seriously. Uh, in third place, it's Alan Moore and Jason Burrows for Providence out of Avatar. Second place was taken by Scott Snyder and Jock for Witches. And in the top slot, this um makes me, uh, simultaneously feel good and feel bad. I feel good because, uh, we know these people and we are, uh, well I am, am very, um my, my heart is warmed at the fact that the listeners picked them for the top spot. But it also makes me feel bad because I haven't read it yet. Mm. Which, you know, fooey on Don't me. remedy that. Uh, the writer is Mr. Colin Bunn, the artist is Mr. Tyler Crook. And in the top slot for the best horror comic of 2015, it is Harrow County mm-hmm. from Dark Course. That I, you know, I gotta get on this with the quickness, as Jason would say. Um, my pick. Ah, uh, yeah, I have issues with Alan Moore for um, cherry picking the the bitterest fruit of the Lovecraft au revoir and, and shoehorning um, all the, the most disturbing things into a narrative that treads what I believe to be very, very close into the arena of fanfic. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't give this category to Alan Moore and Jason Burroughs, Providence from IDW, um, he, like the Craig Yo reprints aside, pickings have been very slim. In the horror category this year for me. Uh okay, I didn't read Harrow County, uh, but I did read Witches, thought it was great. I love Providence with reservations, so that's um what I gave it. to. So it's the complete package. You you get the narrative, you get the back pages, uh but I still believe it's fanfic. It it is. <laughs> Fair and I'll be the f- I'll be the first one to roll the red carpet out for Mister Alan Moore, but this is it's just shuffling around the deck chairs hmm.
1: for me. Now it's interesting because um, I, of the three of us, I think, consider Vince the horror guy.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe you
1: just are a tougher draw. I thought this was the, uh, uh, the hardest year for me to, as a horror category because there were so many. I read. I feel like I read more horror this year mm-hmm. than I've ever read. Wow. Uh, American Vampire, which has been a, a choice of mine in many years in this category, you got oh, Baltimore continuing, you've got Cross plus one hundred, got Harrow County, you've got Nailbiter, Outcast, Providence, spread. Sp- spread, Strain, Through the Woods, Witches, Walking Dead. So there were a lot of things for me to choose this year. Um
2: I, I am tough, though.
1: You, you are, you are. But I chose none of them. I chose to go with Mister Terry Moore's Rachel Rising. Wow. Shocker, um, right? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, this is a book that, uh, again, falls in that category of, I don't know why I don't talk about it more often. DAP2, we both read it. Um, it's gorgeous and it continues oh, to pace. No. Uh, it's, it's, it, and I think this year was one of the best years of the book. Um, so what issue number is that on 39, the? I think?
2: Wow. Yeah. He's a machine. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, when push comes to shove, I got to give it to my man, Terry, um, for just consistency and, uh, just, just a, a, a creepy ass world, uh, about witches, resur- resurrected, witches and the like, and, uh, evil incarnate. So he's, he's, he's keeping the train rolling
3: there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I went, um, I went with the, uh, the listeners this time around. I, You, you mentioned that, you know, you had the, uh, the collection to read, Jason. So I jumped on it and I'm, uh, the third, fourth issue in, and I'm absolutely enjoying the hell out of Harrow County. Um, Colin, who I mentioned earlier, having a, a, a pretty solid year loves that, uh, that, that, that whole spooky feel of his books and, and Crook's art. Is just so damn fitting. I love that each issue has a, um, has a one page story also touching on, uh, other times, other events from the county. There's, uh, you know, Emmy is, is a, uh, is very, very interesting character. Um, there's a boy with no skin. You got witches being hanged and burned. It, it's, it is. Why am I not reading? I don't, I don't know. know. You should be. I don't you know. You absolutely should be. We, you know what? We should pick a day to, to just finally talk about it soon. Um, maybe you can have Colin on, but we have, uh, there is, there, there, that is my pick. I, I was, I thought about spread. It was on my list for a while. Um, cause that has been, uh, another one that's just been nuts, uh, Providence. Yeah, it, it falls in the horror category. For me, Providence is just kind of spooky. It, it's, it's just, it, it weirds me out and, and it's in a good way. It, it, it absolutely feels like it's supposed to. Um, but yeah, Harrow County has just been straight up, uh, scary. There's just shit going on in that book that I would, I, I would be looking over my shoulder if, if I'm ever out walking in Harrow
2: County. Mm, no doubt. I'd save you. You would. <laughs>
1: Damn right. Oh, it's your boot. All right, uh, moving on to favorite limited series.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: another expansive category, although I must say that uh, maybe because of my somewhat disappointment in the Big Two's events of the year, um, so many of the limited series fe- fell into tie-ins into those books and really kind of were out of the running as a result for me. Um, but let's see what the listeners thought. Uh, coming in in third, their third choice, uh, for favorite limited series was Weird World, uh, which was in fact a uh, Secret War tie-in, although uh, to be fair, I think a very excellent book on its own, which is why it got its own standalone book coming out of the series. Um, in second place, uh, the extremely almost uncomfortable introspective look into Mr. James Robinson's life, uh, along with breakout artist Greg Hinkle, uh, talking about Image's Airboy, And the number one listener's choice for limited series of the year, and I must say I'm a bit surprised by this, Secret Wars. I'm very surprised by that. Jonathan Hickman and Isad Rubik. Yep. Um, That did not factor into my choices. In fact, I didn't even think about voting for it. Um, Ultimately, I went with Shaft, A Complicated Man by Mr. David Walker and (laughs) Miss Vilquist Evley. Wow, yes. uh, oh, man! This was a this was a book that uh, I'm surprised you. I I thought you would maybe consider picking it too, that. Um, in which case I probably would have gone another direction just to give some some love elsewhere. But uh, but you know this this was just a phenomenal book. We're getting a sequel this coming year. Yep. Uh, and really both of these creators are getting a much deserved push into the prominent prominence. David Walker is doing a number of books at Marvel currently. He's also doing the Cyborg book uh, at DC, and he's of course launching along with our buddy Sanford Green, Power Man, and Iron Fist this year. And Miss Evelie is also doing some Marvel stuff now. Um, but uh, Shaft was just a wonderfully done jo- uh, book by IDW that takes a look at John Shaft, the exploitation character, which, is you all know, is a, a genre of fiction that I adore, and uh, told a great story of his origin. And it was a straightforward story, well-drawn, well well-paced. Well uh, and I think we were all big fans of it. And so, uh, yeah, that's my option. Uh, Shaft, a complicated man
3: that's awesome that that was that was on that was in the running that was a contender uh i I had shaft I had squadron sinister which was a fantastic mm-hmm. miniseries mm-hmm. and and was one of the self-contained i I didn't have word world on my list because it it when you got to the fourth issue it really was a a a prequel or, or a prologue it was a launching point for the new world world series um so for me that as uh, cheating somewhat it but that's just in my mind. Yeah. I had Squadron Sinister. I had uh The Valiant, I had Django Zoro, which mm. finished this year, uh where monsters dwell. Yes. Because it just looked amazing and was funny as hell. Um and and uh because I gotta fit Trek in there somewhere, Star Trek, Green Lantern, the Spectrum War. But I went with probably one of the most funnest and and amazing pieces of work I read last year uh and that was uh jamie Rich's and and joelle jones's lady killer and
2: you are honest. i i loved the
3: look of this book i mm-hmm. thought it was um it was another one that was you know it, it, it it's somewhat of a period piece it's set in the uh it, in the 60s it it and joelle just had the mode. cars and the costumes and and the hair and everything was Little just skirts. flawless uh it was um it wasn't the four kids. There, it's right there in the title. It's, it, it's not. It's, yeah, she's fetching it, and that's not necessarily why. It's not a guy who's a lady killer either. There's just she's a lady who just happens to kill. She's doing work, and and it just, man, it was it was so good. I'm so psyched for the sequel later, and it's uh, it it was just a great time.
2: If you have light carpets in your house. Do not uh, tread across them, carrying copies of this miniseries because it literally drips with Bronze Age love. Is that a good analogy? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, n- not one man thing, but an army of them. Um, <coughs> Chris, Chris, Star, uh, Fantastic Four lore presented in a package that, uh, to the eyes, is unlike. Any other thing out there, Mike Del Mundo on art, uh, Jason Aaron, uh, did the, the narrative in, in great style. I'm talking about weird world. Yeah, that, that's, that is my choice for the, uh, absolute best limited series Um, of, uh, well, you know, I should, I should, um, couch those comments. My, my favorite limited series of, of 2015. Word because I don't think it was the best.
3: Well, you got that. That is true. That That is, yeah, because I know what your best is. um yes. Well, for my turn, I am uh, going to let you all know what the favorite science fiction slash fantasy category went to. Uh, well, in third place, you have a tie, which that's... I really can't... It would be hard for me <laughs> to... Uh, yeah. Starting writer. Uh, low and black science. Yes. Both written wow. by Mr. Rick Remender. Uh, Tikini does Very low, different. right? And, uh, and, and Mateo on black science for, um, oh, okay. Well, here's your east of west in, uh, second place and in first place by the listeners is descender by, um, Jeff Lemire and Dustin went, And that is, that's, Yeah, I have no, no qualms about that. Uh, I decided to go with, uh, Evar Time Walker this time around. It, uh, pretty much was all of 2015. It was so clever. And, and again, you know, you cannot, it does not matter what you, what your plans are, what, what right, what wrong you're going to write, what you're trying to fix. You cannot fuck with time. Something will, it if when it comes to time, if it, something is meant to be, it is meant to be. It's going to happen. You cannot make any changes because bad shit will happen. And uh, Van Lenty just did some crazy, clever, wh- and and made it so you could understand it. You weren't you weren't left scratching your head like that. That doesn't that just doesn't. Make, you can't. He doesn't just shrug it off. Go, oh, it's time travel. You're not going to be able to figure it out. I'm just, I'm pulling the wool over your eyes. The man just had a plan. He knew what he was doing. And the art was absolutely fantastic. Whether you have, uh, Clayton Henry or Pere Perez, it was just a, a good looking book, a crazy book. Uh, I was, I was quite happy to have this as, uh, as my sci-fi
2: fantasy winner. Let the record show that I absolutely love Mr. David A. Price. Because I totally, consummately agree with his choice. I, too, went with Ivar Timewalker as my favorite science fiction book of the year. No question at all in my mind. And competition for this book, for this category, was stiff. Yeah, it was. If you're up against zero and <laughs> you, you win, you're, you're damn good. Um, Fred Van Lente, Perry Perez, Francis Portela, Clayton Henry, like all, everything that David said, Evar Walker. Oh my God. What a great book. 12 issues. All of them. Love, 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 love every page. I got mad respect
1: for the choice. Uh, and you're right. For me, this was the hardest of our genre categories. Um, you got Saga, which again should always be in the running. Sure. Got copperhead, which we haven't given enough love to. You've got, uh, of course, uh, Chrononauts, Sean Murphy. Yes. And Mark Miller. Um, you've got my boy and third place tie. You got Black Science and Low, both by Remender. And then you've got My Choice, which is, uh, a descender. I agree with the audience. Um, I think Dustin Nguyen has never looked as good. And I've always loved Jeff's storytelling. I think he's a phenomenal writer. And this is a book that, uh, every issue leaves me hanging and clamoring for more cliffhanger after cliffhanger and clearly they're setting up a very deep detailed world where we're just getting initial glimpses of some of the things that are going to happen so to me it's perfect science fiction it would make a phenomenal movie an even better long-form tv show but either way i hope we see it in another genre so uh yep got to give it to our one of our first ever guests on the on the show back in the day mr jeff lemire uh for this yes
2: Okay, check your tickets carefully, because in the running for favorite adventure comic, um, in third place, we have Manifest Destiny, a great book. I couldn't, I don't think I could pick from uh, these three. In second, just about in first, but didn't quite make it. Weird World, um, and in the top spot, Matteo Scalera Rick Remender with Black Science. I didn't pick any of those. <laughs> it's okay. Me neither. I uh I uh, my choice reflects my love of the pulp characters because my favorite adventure book was the limited series Out of Dynamite by Mr. Mark Wade and Ronaldson Frere. It's Justice Incorporated The Avenger. Richard Henry Benson, he of malleable face and gray features. I thought this miniseries was amazing. Your mileage may vary, but for me, this was the absolute uh, best medicine to cure what ails me. Nice. I I I, <laughs> I got a soft spot for the pulps. You did. And and you do. and this re- this really did it. I'm glad. Mark I'm Wade, glad come on. You. It's a no brainer. Mark Wade, where are you going?
1: I agree. This category Can- was a no brainer. Um, although I didn't go with, uh, Justice You King went Avenger.
2: with, you, uh, what?
1: I, uh, I had to go with, uh, again, the comic I think that, uh, stands for me right up there with Aphrodisiac is one of the best books I've read since we started the show.
0: Whoa. And that
1: is Hero Volumes 1 and 2 by Mr. David Rubin. <laughs> Got it. You loved, oh my god! You loved I just, this I guy. Love, I love those oh books. my god. Just loved him. Thought they were perfect comics. So, uh, easy category for me this time. I had to go with those guys.
2: Wow. Well. I can't, you know, disagree with that. It's a great choice. Uh
3: I went uh with pretty much this one was real easy for me. I, I really didn't have to think about it too much. Uh Tom King, Sealy, Mikhail Jan, it is Grayson. Uh it's just been mm-hmm. consistently strong. Uh it's You mean line? No. I, I just it. It's not, it, it's, you know, I'm not really feeling what DC's doing with Batman. This is still though, that character that, 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 it reminds me of the Wolfman Perez, Dick Grayson from Robin from Nightwing. It just, it, it's, he's, he's, and you know, the crew, the creative team, they have the look down, but they, they have the wit, the, the, the personality, the, the sarcasm. It's just, it really is of of all the new fifty two characters um it really feels like Dick Grayson is the only one that still feels like the character from from when I was reading him way back when mm-hmm. and, and I, I I seriously appreciate that. It is a fantastic book. I do appreciate you
2: I agree, nice, nice.
1: well, we are in the home stretch here, and I would dare say that we are getting to the grand categories the uh sort of the categories that rule them all. And, uh, (laughs) we've got seven left, home stretch here, finishing with a bang. Can do it. First up of the majors, our favorite ongoing series. Hella difficult. Uh, our listeners weighed in, and their third favorite ongoing series is Daredevil. Although, ironically, uh... Wade Insomniac just ended their multi-year run on that podcast. Yes. So, but either way, that was their choice. Uh, um, In second place, by Mr. Remender, along with Wes Craig, Deadly Class. Hell yeah. And in first place, the listener's choice for favorite ongoing series of 2015 is Best of Crawl Crawl County, Alabama, Southern Bastards, by
2: Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. Very hard to disagree with that choice.
1: Uh, I agree with you, Vince so much. In fact, that it is also my choice. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: we talked you about the book enemies. a lot this year. Uh, we had through 13 issues, um, 12 of which were drawn by Mr. Latour. Uh, I just thought that uh, the other the other one, by the way, which was not drawn by him, was written by him as yep. it were. Um, so love it. Love every bit of it. Just, uh, just, just great creator on comics. Nothing else like it on the stands. No. And, uh, great characterization. And, and as you guys know, I think I've said that I think Latour is the, is the, uh, the, the spirit child of, uh, Mr. Eduardo Risso. And Vince has then gone on to contradict me and say he thinks that Latour is even better than Risso. And again, I'm not going to argue that because I think Latour is a master. So yep, that is, uh, me and the readers are sympathetic on that. We both, we both have Southern Bastards as our favorite ongoing series.
3: And I love, I love that variant for number 10. That mm-hmm. is, I, I had to buy it. it. It I mean, good cause, charity, whatever you want to call it, but yeah, it's, it's Ambassadors, bastards. You can't really go wrong with that. And I, I was real tempted to lean that way. And even though I mentioned a little while ago that as far as my favorite new comic that started this year, uh, the one that I'm about to say is my favorite ongoing series, I'm kind of, Backtracking a bit, because even though we only got two issues of Doctor Strange pretty much in 2015, uh, what I have read since then, um, with issues three and four, this is, uh, I had to put this somewhere and, yeah. and Doctor Strange was my, uh, because again, this, this was it, absolutely, and, and when it's, um, when I think about, I mentioned this, off the air earlier in the week and uh it just the the big two events really kind of fucked up the flow it it the, the mm-hmm. it, whether you know you enjoy secret wars and all it's mini series and you enjoyed convergence and 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 the breather it gave to the new 52 um it it just it was a speed bump and and everything that i was enjoying before the events had to go on pause and then it picked up Towards the end, and because Secret Wars was running late and, and things that should have been out uh at the end of the summer or earlier in the fall ended up coming out closer towards the winter. Uh we didn't get as many of the newer books as we probably would have. But uh as far as what what Aaron and uh and Bahalo are doing, it's it's one of my favorite characters written by uh one of my favorite writers, uh drawn by one of my favorite artists. It's just uh what they're what they're doing what they're showing what the world that they're building as far as this character um and and what can be done with him it's it's unlike anything anybody's ever done with the character uh it is just one uh, it, it's i am glad that there is a new doctor strange book out there
2: love it me too my favorite ongoing series uh, is the brainchild of one of the medium's greatest talents shut up David um, and it features one of the medium's greatest characters he took um, shut up, David. Gr- he took great steps this year to redeem the title first uh, with the pairing of John Boy Myers and Paul Jenkins then um, he teamed up with one of the um, Finest uh, penciler, inkers, creators in the business, Eric Larson. I am talking about Todd McFarlane. And the book in question is Spawn, my favorite ongoing series. There you go. My heart is a thumping with how good this book has Mm -hmm. been. I'm
1: I'm happy he's back.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm happy when my booze are happy. (laughs) Uh, Favorite penciler.
1: Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, damn, talk about
3: yeah, uh, there were, there were some, there were some strong, strong contenders this year. This, this was very hard to, <laughs> to narrow down. Uh, but the listeners tried it and they went with, uh, Fiona Staples followed by, the. Uh, I'm so tempted to move this down to the Petzlarank page, but, uh, right. Sean Gordon Murphy and, uh, and you know what? Oh, this one too. But still, uh maybe we'll just have a little one oh one next year. to let everybody know how everybody, but Jason Latour is your uh, favorite penciler for twenty fifteen according to the listeners i I narrowed it down to two and I decided on the one I went with because Jason picked the other one, so I was nice it was very easy to to decide in that case and and um vince apparently is uh the invisible man. So I went with, uh, speaking of Grayson, uh, Mikhail Janine, and it was just, it was pretty easy because Grayson has just been consistent. Nice clean lines. It's, uh, sequentials are strong. You can really tell what's going on. It's, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with Janin's work on, on the book. And I am, uh, so happy that uh, that we've had it this year and, and I'm looking forward to where it's going in 2016
2: I could not pick <laughs> a winner for this category <sighs> not, a, not a joke, not an imaginary story, I have no winner for best penciler um, what I will say is you the listener if whatever your choices may be take your personal choice and make it my choice because that's the winner. Because I cannot decide favorite penciler between Tom Scholey or R. Adams or, you know, um, Stuart Eminem. I-, I can't pick. There There's no one penciler that really – I have so many loves. Mm-hmm. So I just – I left this category blank. If you have a favorite, insert that into my slot and, and that's the winner. Yeah, and that's the winner.
1: Well, listen, I, I love, somehow there's something so poetic about you not being able to choose that category. I love it.
2: <laughs> I can't. Yeah.
1: Um, well, as, as Dap said, uh, I went with his, the other person he was strongly considering. And this was hard. I mean, look, because, you know, first of all, pencilers, uh, can basically do one book. Maybe they do two if they do an arc on one book and an arc on another. But, you know, if we're lucky, we get 12 issues of, a, of any given penciller in a year. And so you're, if you read as many comics as we do, you're, you're getting exposed to wonderful art from, upwards of a hundred plus pencilers in a year. So it's very difficult. But with that said, I think this was a year. Um, I feel really good about giving it to Stuart Eminen. Um, and it's because he, he hit a home run in three different areas. He crushed it along with his wife in, uh, Russian olive to red King, David's choice for OG end of the year. Well, and, and I thought just, it was beautiful stuff. Um, he started off the year by doing uh, awesome work on uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, um, which I own a few pages from, just thought it was stunning. Uh, and then he finished up the year with saving the Marvel Star Wars book from its rough start and settling everybody down and giving us breathtaking work that befitted the, the title and the writer. Um, so to me, he just killed it in three different distinct genres this year. And uh he also seems to be one of those guys who isn't considered, like, a top-tier celebrity artist by a lot of people. Yet, it seems to me like, most of the cartoonists that we know in the industry all consider the dude one of the greats. Like, he's an artist artist. You know, like, you ask an artist, other artists, and they all rave about the dude. So, Stuart Eminem is my choice.
2: Love it. Excellent, excellent choice. Love that, man. Next up, we have the category of favorite inker or one that does it all pencils and inks the uh listeners have chosen tim townsend in the third spot um, very danny interesting Mick-
1: because Bacalo didn't factor into pencils no
2: right yeah. um danny mickey is number two and in the top spot as chosen by our listeners mr sean phillips it is hard to beat that man uh yeah um let's see my choice (laughs) (laughs) the man that outclasses eduardo riso i i'd be hard pressed to to name um a man that does both penciling and inking better than jason latour I learned so much from this man every issue of southern bastards I think he has a fluid breathtaking uh style that makes it look like it's effortless to him but we all know it's not right uh I think he is a, an exceptional talent and um we're lucky to have him
1: we are we are um and I had to go with a tie on this one uh <laughs> I know we try and avoid the ties but I'm just going to going to I'm going to Take one here and, and go with it. Uh, I had to go with uh with Jason Latour for the reasons that you so wonderfully articulated, Vince. Thank you. But I couldn't just give it to him because the other guy I really just kept going back and forth with. So I decided to give it to both. Is West Craig, oh, deadly no, you're cheating. You're cheating. Right.
2: No, I know. I, I mean, look. Lie. To be
1: fair, I mean, I could just go with West Craig. Let's say, for the sake of it, I just go with West Craig
2: since you already gave Jason love. But well, you then you just plopped on Jason Latour. That's no, not no fair. Said, you it's know, you tie. have it's a tie. It's a tie. But I but know. in
1: e- either event, I mean
2: it Wes
3: Makes up for your lack of pencil, vents
2: Exactly. Okay, uh, there was okay. an extra
1: spot open because you didn't go for pencil. Um, My
2: favorite pencil is Wes Craig then. There we go.
1: Okay. There you go. Uh but Wes, you know <laughs> he's got a unique line,
2: <laughs> you know?
1: Um it's it's relatively uniform in its uh in its weight. Yes. But it just works. I mean, I just I think the storytelling is just he captures the drama and the action and the facial features of this very intense setting and I just uh every issue like I can as I'm talking I just I can I can distinctly picture panel layouts of every issue of Deadly Class. And I can't say the same for a lot of the books that I read. So um I just I had to give him a shout out here. I just I think he just did amazing work this year. And uh so yeah. So Latour and Craig, Ty. What what <laughs> uh well
3: I'm not gonna do a tie. I will mention a couple of names that I had as uh I Von Graubacher, because of the work he did, um, with Stewart with, with, with Stewart was just fantastic. The Captain America stuff, the Star Wars stuff is just absolutely amazing. Love the look of it. Uh Russ Braun, who did where monsters dwell, I thought was so seriously consistent. It it just That's every really issue right. looks fantastic, especially with the women. Um, but I'm going to give it to uh Lady Killer, Joelle Jones. Just be still hot. It just it was just so. Good, man. I love, I need, I, I, I need pages from that book. Mm. Period, period. Done. Well, if you get, get it, a big, get a big
2: parcel at your, at your, um, in your mailbox, hopefully they don't bend it, you know, you know who it's from because you are dropping some serious love on Joelle Jones. Well, <sighs>
1: man, Paolo reps her, so
2: excellent. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. She, she, it was fun. She, that's a phenomenal book. She did a phenomenal work this year for sure.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: All right, y'all, four more to go. Stretch run here. Up next, our favorite writer of the year. Whew. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting real up in here. Uh, in third place among the listeners, um, three-time Eisner Award, winner, Eisner Award winner for Best Writer, Mr. Ed Brubaker. In second place, one of my favorite guests that we've ever had on and clearly one of my favorite creators of all time, Mr. Rick Remender, and in first place, the listener's choice for favorite writer of two thousand and fifteen, none other than Mr. Jason Aaron. And look, I, like as it's happened a lot this uh, this year, I'm a simpatico with the audience, man. For me, I had to go with Aaron. Um, I gave strong consideration to Remender uh because I thought that uh you know, Rage of Ultron was my favorite superhero book of the year. I thought that, uh, deadly class, uh, low and black science were all terrific and, uh, always at the top of my stack. So he just had a terrific year, but ultimately man, I couldn't in any justifiable way, boy, not give it to Aaron. And I think this is like the fourth or fifth time I've given it to Aaron for the right, <laughs> um, for different books. But, but just what a year from a, a diversity standpoint, you know, you have Southern bastards, of course, which we've talked about. You've got the, the Thor and Thor's, So you've got like three different takes on Thor this year. Mighty Thor Thor and Thor's you've got the Goddamned, which is just nasty and grimy. And it's just so raw. You've got men of wrath, you know, which was an action sort of assassin book. You've got weird world. Of course you've got Thor. Uh, you've got star Wars. I mean, he's at the helm of, of Marvel's, you know, flagship IP there. He wrote Vader down the 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 spin. And then of course, Dr. Strange, he finished off there with Dr. Strange. It's like, I mean, you can't get a more diverse set of books from comedy to action to, to, to just downright drama, right? I mean, so, and he just, it's just amazing. Such a different group of of artists he works with well. And I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I think the guy, we can't praise him enough. I think he is transcendent among his peers. I think his ability to do that many books with such consistent level of excellence across so many different genres is just unparalleled in, in comics today. So I'm, I'm happily giving my best writer award to Jason Aaron yet again.
2: Wow. I have a parallel now. Um, individually, any one of these books would be enough in, in my mind to, to give this guy the top slot, but cumulatively when you, I mean, it's, it's, it's akin to what you said about Jason Aaron. Um, so many diverse, uh, characters and subject matters. Um, the books I'm talking about mind management, Rye, Ninjak, Unity, the Valiant I gave it to Matt Kent because no one um on the word side this year has made me happier than Matt Kent respect yes,
3: uh, no You're so I, excited I you
1: stepped the, all over that. yeah
3: I, I i
2: why was it his I, turn yeah, that's cool. Ah, oh, uh, I, sh- I, I shit can't. the bed. I wasn't. I was gonna
3: let you go with it, though. Don't worry about it. It's no, all good I because should, I. I'm sorry. No,
2: I, I was. You know what? Spreadsheet. It's, Say no more. it's fucking spreadsheet. Hey, listen, I, you're, you're, you're,
3: you nailed it I, with Kent. Uh, but for me, I, basically, Jason had already our, our our notes were very similar. I think the only thing I added was that for me, for Jason Aaron this year, with everything that he's written, uh, that this year. His output definitely washed the taste of original sin out of my mouth. Sure. Uh, it just, everything, everything he has written, I've been a fan of, I've been happy with. Um 2015 was a phenomenal year for him and, and I enjoyed everything, that, uh, that, that he put out there for me to read. So I happily award him my favorite writer this year. Uh, which leads us to...
2: I'm Odd Man Out. No, no, because. On that category, yeah. No, you're
3: not. Cause it's, yeah. it's
2: favorite publisher. I, and. No, no, no. The previous one. Favorite writer. Yeah, you already went. You, you, right. You both picked Jason Aaron, but it's I true. did not. Oh, so, yeah, I see what so. you're saying. Um, so, um, I'm, on
3: Mana. We still love you. No, I'm sure Matt does too. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. uh your favorite publisher, according to yeah. the listeners, they, uh, they went with Valiant Entertainment. Then some more actually went with Marvel Comics, but the majority of them picked Image Comics. So I really cannot fault them for that because, uh, they are wise. The, uh, listeners, you know, no, in this, in this case, they really are. When I consider the different publishers, the books that they put out that we read, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the, the consistency the the what i keep going back to what i keep enjoying and i i I enjoy books from all three of their picks but as far as uh who really i you know we brought up the, the image first issues and how you know there's no really set uh formula most of them are going to feel different it isn't really you've, you've got books that feel like vertical books but you know you don't really have anything that feels like image books all the books are going to feel different Starve is different than Saga is different than Paper Girls is different than you know Ringside there's just they're all unique and and you know the fact that I get Deadly Class and Southern Bastards and 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 enjoy the beginning of Starve and and I'm enjoying everything that I read from Image I pretty much come back to and and uh because of that Image Comics, my publisher of the year, this is my favorite publisher this year. Sorry.
2: Wow. No surprise, have... Dapp.
3: I a little bit of a
2: surprise. No, I'm. I'm glad you picked that. Um, if you're placing bets on my choice, chances are you win yeah. because <laughs> the odds are very, very, very high of me um, giving it to this publisher. The most Compelling, cohesive universe in all of comics with some of the best creators out there. Wow. Does anybody not know what I'm going to pick? I went with Valiant as my favorite publisher of 2015. Who can argue it that? wasn't, it wasn't even close.
1: You did love them this year, man. It was your thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, look, that's what it's all about. I mean, you like, you just took such great joy in almost everything they did this year.
2: Uh, everything. Yeah.
1: I'm closing the loop. Don't going with my boo. Got to go with the image. I mean, I'm going to run it down here. Eight house, Airboy, autumn lands, beauty, big hard sex criminals, bitch planet, black magic, black science, blood strike, Casanova, chew, chrononauts, <laughs> complete multiple warheads, copperhead, deadly class, descender, dying in the dead, east of west, Fade Out, Fatal, God Hates Astronauts, The Goddamned, Godland, Headlopper, Huck, I Hate Fairyland, Injection, Invincible, Invisible Republic, Island, Jupiter's Circle, Jupiter's Legacy, Kaptara, Lazarus, Low, Manhattan Projects, Manifest Destiny, Monstrous, MPH, Nailbiter, Nameless, Nixon's Pals, Non-Player, Outcast. You can't
2: include Nixon's pals no. in there. Well, the, but, right, but well the, the, the the collection came out.
1: Alright, dog. Yeah, okay. Alright, so we'll strike one from the fifty. Fine. Paper girls, <laughs> Rasputin, Revival, Rain, Ringside, Rumble, Saga, Sex, Shudder, Southern Bastards, Spread, Starlight, Starved, Tech Jacket, They're Not Like Us, Tokyo Ghost, Trees, Violent. Walking Dead, We Stand on Guard, and Witches. I mean, if that's not a mic dude, drop. Dude,
2: you forgot. I didn't hear forget. Southern Cross. Oh, you forgot two of their best books. Which ones? Savage Dragon and Spawn. Dude.
1: Oh, well, I don't read, yeah, this is just the list that I read, but, I but, read uh, it. either way, dude, it's mic 200%. drop. I mean, yeah. mic drop. It's just ridiculous. I mean, for, it is. for all the, you know, I mean, admittedly, I think our, our categories were pretty diverse. We didn't have a ton of image books in our, in our personal favorites per se. Like we do normally, as many, but but still, I mean, in the aggregate.
2: Yeah, I no knew published... it. I, I knew what? it was coming, dude. What? In aggregate. Oh, I in said aggregate. something <laughs>
1: cross. Really. Um but uh yeah, man. Gotta gotta give it. it to image. They deserve it.
2: Stick to your guns, man. I'm I'm, sure, glad, you I'm glad you do.
1: Alright, two more to go. The two biggies.
2: Oh, comic of the year. <laughs> wow. According to our listeners, in third place. Deadly Class, Rick Remender, Wes Craig. Second place goes to Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips for The Fade Out. Wow, no surprise at all. And I think this is completely warranted. The number one comic of the year, as voted on by our listeners, is Jason Aaron and Jason Latour's Southern Bastards. Oh,
1: you're now. Sunk sunk
2: yeah, you know what? It's kind of hard to even joke <laughs> that that that's not Comic of the Year, but I will. Um Because my choice for Comic of the Year.
0: You're waiting for it.
2: Matt Kent, Jeff Lemire, Paulo Rivera, four issues, oh. every page a masterpiece. Oh, good. My comic of the year is The Valiant. Nothing, nothing came close to it for me.
1: You know what? I can't even front because, as you know, it's one of the few things I read from Valiant this year, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah,
2: great stuff. That's great. Sincerely. Well, I wish Book of Death was as good, but <laughs> let's not go there.
1: Um, <laughs> there were two two options for me on this one for the Big Angelata. Uh and since I already gave. One of my choices, the favorite ongoing, and I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to hear its name mentioned again in a few minutes. I went with the other one, which is to say my comics of the year are Hero Volumes 1 and 2 by Mr. David Rubin.
2: My jaw's on the floor.
1: (laughs) Just adored them. I mean, uh, I have not, literally have not enjoyed uh, books like this as much with such fervor as I have since since Jim's uh, Aphrodisiac. So
2: That's great. Man. I gotta get that second one. So, it's
3: okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, I mean, Jason mentioned it plenty of times this evening. Uh, we, we, we touched on the creators. I, I, even if I was trying to cheat and put it somewhere on my list so I got to mention it, uh, it really was for me, start to finish. The comic of the year is Southern Bastards for me. It's just, just it's, it's so the characters, the settings, the the, mm. the the feeling you get from you. You need to just it it sticks to you. It, you want to have some Kool Aid while you're reading it. Oh, and and some sweet tea. It's just oh, you get food? you get diabetes. Some ribs. You get How about diabetes some ribs? afterwards, man? You just eat yeah, us. Ah, oh, you. It's oh, a beautiful oh, awesome. Football. <sighs> Swat yeah. Ah, oh, <sighs> uh, get some carbon well bond going. So <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. Last category. I think this is the most terse. It is, and I'm eleven o'clockers we have ever produced.
1: It is time for the creator of the year. The final category Whoop. of the night. In third place, our listeners chose Mr. Brian K. Vaughn. Hard to argue wow. that. The man could just be in the top three every year and no one would really question it. Yeah, that's true. The number two choice for creator of the year, uh, and again, I can't have issue with this because he was my runner-up for writer of the year, Mr. Rick Remender. And the listener's choice for creator of the year, uh, Mr. Jason Aaron.
2: No surprise. No bad. surprise,
1: right? Nope. No surprise. Um, now that said, I went in a different direction. I wanted to give it to someone that, uh, you that,
0: haven't
3: that, mentioned tonight. That I didn't someone mention. who, who no, will but, be but, shortly but, tapping at your
2: window. Because
1: of creator. I, I, I took creator of the year to mean someone that to me, I wanted to try and recognize someone that did both writing and drawings here.
3: Um,
1: and so with that, again, I mean, everyone was my favorite writer of the year, but, uh, for me, the creator of the year, meaning, you know, roll all into one, has to be David Rubin. Not only did we get his two hero volumes, which, of course, as I've said many times tonight, are among my favorite things in years. But he also, of course, was the uh, cartoonist uh for Paul Pope's scripts on Fall of the House of West. So we got three incredible volumes of cartooning from this man this year, two of which he wrote. And uh so it was frankly just it was just easy for me i mean this was a guy that i didn't really know much about until this year and uh he's he's now clearly in the pantheon to me of you know five all-time you know great working artists you know at least at least currently working i just think he's that good so david he gets my nod i like it i like it
3: like it a lot uh and like you (laughs) I, i had to go with somebody who does does it all and um it's, it, it's been a hell of a year for a creator, whether you're just a writer or an artist. Uh, there were tons to choose from, but one person had an absolutely fantastic year for me. And, and I, it helps that we do know him personally. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's good to see somebody you actually know, um, who's always been pretty much riding high. But, but can actually, um is, is just beyond that. It seems to be this year. And, and for me that, that's Scotty Young. He started off the year writing Rocket Raccoon. He got, uh, he gave us giant size little marble AVX for Secret Wars. Uh, I, fairly covers for days. Uh, it's <laughs> covers just, for days. I, the man has just, it's, it's non-stop. The dude is just, Always working and, uh, and, and I'm, that makes me happy. I'm, I'm, cause I'm selfish and, and, and the more Scotty work we get, it, it, it which is something, a sentence I probably would not have uttered, uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. And, and, uh, it's, I, I, I absolutely love the man like Vince, like you, Jason. It's just, yeah. he is, he, he's fantastic and, and this, and actually be able to, you know, with without blowing smoke, it, it this is actually just sincere for me to to say that uh, he's, he's my creator of the year.
2: And Most love for that. One, of, one of the best parents you will ever encounter, which eclipses everything that David mentioned. A loving dad for sure. So he's
1: a great And person. great taste in the women's.
2: <laughs> yeah. True. Even those that aren't even those that he's not married to. It's true. I don't know what that means, it, but it's it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, thank you, Jason, for having my voice. The very last thing that they will hear from the 2015 Eleven O'Clockers, my creator of the year in only four issues overshadowed everything that uh, came out in 2015. I think these pages are legendary. And I said so when we talked about it. Every time, um, an issue of this came out, I was a gush and uh, incredulous that, that, that one man could produce this gorgeous artwork. It, he's not a writer artist. All he did was the art, but you know, that's not short shrift on him. My creator of the year is Paulo Rivera. Mm-hmm. So solely, solely for the art. On the Mm value, which, which I I think was impeccable. It was was absolutely fantastic. Yep. Character design, sequential art, uh, sheer draftsmanship. It is just amazing. Well, that's it. That's, that's the 11 o'clockers for, for 2015, but we're not done because we promised you something last week. We did. And for many, for many weeks before this, we have had a contest, uh, in the works. To see who would uh, supplant Daniel White as the official image of eleven o'clock Oscar, 11, eleven o'clock comics for 2016 now we received um, a lot of submissions, and we carefully um, uh, went over them all and we found a winner. And I don't care, you guys can fight it out. Who wants to reveal it? It's up to you. But, uh, the winner, what do you tell them? Who's gonna do it?
3: By unanimous decision.
2: Uh, pretty much. Yeah,
3: uh, pretty much. We, uh, well for starting with this episode and continuing for the rest of 2016 and, uh, probably the first couple of weeks of 2017. I, I yep. kinda like the idea of it. Of of the new album art coming out with the eleven o'clockers, we we should try to time it like that again next year. It will be who's going to make us look good, Mister Jason Gonzalez. Yes. yes. Gonzo. Gonzo nailed it. Yeah, it
2: was it was hard. Lots of I mean, Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of great things, um, uh, and all very different things. You had indie slants. You had you know more polished, more. Uh, professional and that's not a dig on anybody else i thought all of the well besides mario i thought all of the submissions were outstanding um but jason's just it just stood out it did there's something about it it sings there's there's a a resonance to it there's a harmony Ooh, you can actually hear it it produces a sound Uh, and it's just amazing so that's what we went with and thank you to everyone who entered. We'll be doing it again next year. Yes. Um, and uh, should we decide to use uh, special, uh, do special episodes during the year? I don't know. We'll see. But we we would love to make use of these artwork, no because, doubt, uh, artworks because they're all great. They're all 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 very special. But um, Jason Gonzalez, number one, the winner. Thank you,
3: Gunther.
2: Thank you so much. So awesome. I I hope he doesn't expect some kind of kickback because nothing from nothing is nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So so what are we going to do? Oh, this episode, this very, very special episode of Women Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com where you, your pets, your loved ones and everybody in your neighborhood and the world over can get Rock-bottom prices on your favorite comic books and collectibles, such as from Dynamite, Lords of the Jungle, number one, $1.99 uh, from Valiant. Who are they? Archer and Armstrong, number one, Rafer Roberts and David LaFuente, $1.59. That's 60% off. And uh, Brian Cherilla, Joshua hale Fialkov are doing their thing on Godzilla Oblivion. First issue will cost you a dollar ninety nine. Go there. Dcbservice.com. I don't have an in your travels.
3: Uh no, read the books that we mentioned tonight.
2: Yes. I think that's your homework. Yeah,
1: that was going to be my inner travels as well. Just uh, we talked about things that you know, we gave you a lot of stuff that we thought were the absolute best of uh, of a great year. So if if any of that stuff you haven't read yet, give it a try.
2: Another year in the books, boys. You know, it, it I have to say it's been a, a really great year. Um, not only in terms of comics, but among the three of us, I think we produced a lot of good stuff. We had a lot of great fun and, um, stay tuned because it's not going to end anytime oh, soon. Hell no. Not if I have my Stanley, life. next week. Not, you, well, I'm going to be absent that uh, episode, uh, uh. but, um, and I, I usually get my way. So be here with us because, as we always say, if you don't, Mr. Price, he gets all mushy and he starts crying and we don't want to deal with it. So do us a favor. Be here. And as always, say good night,
3: David. Good night,
2: David. (laughs) Dude, did you shit? What? Jason, did you fart? Did you fart? Huh? (laughs) Somebody farted. Wasn't me. It was somebody. I heard it. Maybe Hobbs was in the room. Seriously, did anybody fart? Because, like, I'm losing my mind. I heard.
3: Well, that's that's a given. But no, I.
2: I can replay. I didn't hear that,
3: so I don't. I think you're crazy. (sighs) No, I think you you shit. You did. (laughs) Ugh, oh,
2: I should eat before I drink.
3: Huh. Yes, yes.
2: Seriously, I'm sloppy. Very sloppy. But I had fun. It was a good episode. And, and damn, tight as hell. We didn't waste any time. Yeah, dude, we took care of it. We did. We did. And our business. Yeah. What are we can talk about next week. Even though Jason ran
3: down every image book of the year.
2: Yeah, he did. Hey, dude. That's okay. Look. That's okay though. <laughs> That's it's an accomplishment. I'm this
3: shit out, damn
2: it. It really is. Yeah, let's do an assignment for next week. What did you say we should all read? Carroll County. Yeah, let's do that. You want to do that?
1: I already read it, so sure.
2: Okay, so I'm on it. Finish it. Well, you don't really have to finish it, considering I'm bringing up the rear. Yeah. Like as that. usual. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. If you would be so kind to leave us an iTunes review, we would really appreciate it. <laughs>
3: Oh shit! I'm just remembering an iTunes review that Jason shared. It was funny. Oh. You saw it too. Don't even try it. Yeah, yeah.
2: because mm. iTunes iTunes reviews matter. Yes, they they they, they they get us in the spotlight, and that's where I think we should be, right? Because we're not. Well, bad I think at iTunes
3: we... reviews are fantastic. I just, like I said, I'm just remembering one that Jason shared earlier in the week.
2: Yeah, right. Well, you so know, they're seriously. not all
3: always...
2: <laughs> right. It, it was very fun and And very wrong,
3: yeah, uh, I I love love to
2: to talking mean, it's, I mean.
3: it's just it's vinces show we're just living in it,
2: oh man, it's not, but you know what yeah. you you can't you can't poop on someone's opinion because it's it's as far as they're con- concerned, it's valid hey yeah. man, I just that. say
3: kudos to them
1: for continuing to listen because clearly they've been listening for a long time
2: yeah. right right it's on
3: mono though they just have the bits in their one ear and
2: I send them um, just a single me, channel E3, just yeah. my trust. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So when I talk they don't hear anything else after me and then it's like massive gaps of silence and then I'll be like, mm-hmm. And they love it. Right? And we love you. Come back. We need you and uh say good night. Bye. We're out of here. Thanks. We love you. Good bang. Recollect.